Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart, I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. There is no other way to put it. The official black chick horse race is on. Who is the black chick that you're betting on? <laughs> yeah, really. The one with the most ridiculous name. <laughs> uh, and that's not me making it up. That's the president of the United States who pledged in March of 2020 as a campaign promise. If there's a Supreme Court vacancy, I'm picking a black chick. And so the landscape of qualified black chick judges has been surveyed and guess who's included though she is not a black chick judge she does fulfill the qualifying characteristics of black chick kamala harris. harris kamala harris which is very interesting it would be the second time that she has ascended to a new office based solely on her demographic characteristics but i was wondering <sighs> as we were talking about before we went live if they picked kamala harris and maybe that would give them a political advantage to ditch her for the political liability that she is rolling into the next election cycle. How would that work out procedurally in the Senate? Because of course you have a 50 50 split Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker, assuming a partisan divide. Can she vote to confirm herself or not? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but maybe someone can enlighten me on that, but, uh, or, or maybe it will be someone entirely different, but, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know that ever in the history of Supreme Court nominations and confirmations we have ever had it declared. I am picking someone of this specific demographic. And you got to wonder, how does it feel to be on that list? Oh, I made the black chick list because yeah. I'm a black chick. Tell me, Kenji. Great. <laughs> anyway, um, if you missed today's news, obviously I'm uh, burying the lead a little bit. Uh, Justice Breyer is retiring, so... Start the um, start everything, start the wheels in motion to see who Biden will nominate and who will be potentially confirmed or who the fight will be over. And the other angle on this is, do you roll out a right wing Christine Blasey Ford immediately or something of that effect to say, yeah, this bitch raped me 100 percent. Are yeah. we going to are we going to get are we going to make a revenge rape accusation? Uh, I'm just too tired for that, but we probably should. <laughs> fair is fair. I'm surprised. This is this is the part where you're supposed to be all about it. And I'm and I'm supposed to go, well, on principle, that would be wrong to do. We're not. No, we're failing it's because in our roles I've here. progressed from anger to apathy and you've progressed from fairness to anger. It's just That's the natural true. progression of yeah. how we're moving along. I just don't give a shit anymore. It's, well, it's bring, fine, out, whatever. bring out the false rape accusation. Bring <laughs> out the kid to say that lady touched me when I was five. All right. You got to go all in. Fair is fair. Desmond. They set the turn. Give, yeah, someone steal Desmond from his mom and put him to better use by smearing whoever Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee is. Got it all figured out. 
Anyway, uh, you, most of you guys are familiar with how the call-in show works. If you are new to the show and you're curious about how to participate, instructions for how to do that are in the description wherever you may be watching the stream. If you'd like to participate but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, you can always send us an email question as well. The one and only place to do that is the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. That's where we take those questions. And we will get to those at the end of the show. We'll check in with your super chats every half hour as well. Anything else before we talk to our first caller? Nope, let's do it. All right, Gannon is up first. Gannon, are you there? Yeah, g'day, uh, Matt. Hello, sir. Hello, how you doing? We are all right. What's on your mind? All right. Um, just thought I'd call in to uh, discuss a topic that's been mentioned on your show a bit lately. In fact, the last few weeks I've heard it come up, and that topic is the Catholic faith. Hmm. Um, so full disclosure here from the start, I'm a practicing Catholic myself, um, but I'm really just hoping to hear your thoughts on a few things and briefly discuss a bit of a theory that I've got on man's relationship with his creator. Just thought I'd keep things, you know, a little bit lighthearted, you know, nothing too. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. So I guess first up, Blonde, I've heard you describe yourself before as a as a pretty bad Catholic who has lapsed for many years and struggles with um, various institutional problems in the church, etc. So I, I fully get that. I can actually relate to a lot of that myself, really. You're certainly not alone there. Um, I've I've heard you describe yourself recently, actually, as barely Catholic. Although I don't, I don't think that's quite true, because I understand you still go to mass once a week, etc. So that's good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, aren't we all barely Catholic, really? I mean, <laughs> not my SSPX friends. They have their shit together. <laughs> You'll be there one day. Ugh. I know you've got some. I've heard the issues that you've got with it. I'm understanding of that, but I'm sure that something will be able to be resolved at some point this thing's moving pretty quick at the moment so i don't know i um, pray for my husband's conversion every night uh he's still resistant so do i actually for my husband's conversion yes i do (laughs) that is so nice thank you if i can get some people on board with that then maybe we can we can move mountains here but sspx won't take me until until he does so but would you i mean would sspx or any latin mass for that matter be too heavy for you do you think anyway or no i'd really like to like to come to the faith from from that direction. Although um, my post Vatican II church is like none of the woke shit is is uh, being manifested there. So I'm totally fine, and I love the priests there and everything like that. Um, so I'm totally fine with what I've got going on now. But once the priest leaves and and, and a new priest comes in, if I hear any open borders nonsense, like I'll just start going to SSPX and then just not take any of the sacraments, I suppose. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. I went to a Latin Mass last Sunday, actually. Yeah? Um, a local one. I occasionally go to them, but I i mean, they're really good, and the difference you see is a lot of young people there. Mm. It's a very different congregation. Like, it's really cool. You would love it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I struggle to follow what's going on. I should read the Missal because I really don't speak Latin, obviously, and um, it's hard to know until you... Yeah, I think once you go a lot, you probably get used to it a lot more. It's hard when you're not used to it, I suppose, but it's good. It's definitely superior. You've got St. Thomas the Apostle Church there in Coeur d'Alene, is that right? Yeah, that's where I go, yeah. Yeah, that looks like Mm -hmm. a pretty old building, that one. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, cool. Um, Do you have like a devotion to a particular saint at all? No, um, and that is something that I... I kind of take issue with Catholicism. I I don't 
I don't pray to saints ever. And, and I wonder if, um, maybe we're idolizing the wrong people if it's a problem with the faith, but then my Orthodox friends, they, they, they pray to saints, don't they? And they pray to the Virgin Mary. I just never do that. You'd certainly find that in SSP 10. Yeah. They definitely have, um, adoration of a lot of saints, I'd imagine. Well, they would. Um, so what brought you back? I know you were a lapsed Catholic for for quite a while by the sounds of it. Um, I was too, actually. Um, I know you had a bit of a standard party background, previous yeah. life, I suppose. So what, what uh, um, I mean, I've heard a lot of your shows, but these call-in shows, I've listened to them for a while. Um, so I've got a bit of a lowdown on both of you, really. Um, I'm just wondering, what was it that actually brought you back to the church? Yeah, I thought that I um I couldn't have a baby. It was just taking me a long time and I was just freaking out about it all the time and I would pray every day like if you if you give me a child, like I will bring the child up in the church. I'll baptize the child. And that's and then I got pregnant and I had Emmeline and I like I I will commit to the vow that I made and and she will be brought up in the church. Um and I just feel like God really uh graced my life in that way when I was really desperate. Um, and I, I'm really grateful for that. So I kind of see how God has worked in my life and, and I'm appreciative for the opportunities and the second chances that I've had in my life. And that's brought me back to the faith. Like with the, the close shaves I've had and not getting in trouble and not dying when I should have and things like that. Like I can't look at faith and be like, there is no God. It's just, God has worked his way into my life. And I have to um, recognize that through my through my faithfulness, and I and try. With your, your but... husband, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. With your husband's hesitance with the church, I can certainly understand that. But what I'd say to to um, to him basically is that you don't have to necessarily buy into the whole thing straight up. Like it's it's a journey, you know. Like you, you yeah. don't have to necessarily be sold on everything just to go. Yeah, we there was a caller that um, we talked to. Was it Batman a few weeks ago about this? And he's like, "Well, I just can't sign up for belief." And I and I told him that too. It's like faith is not a, a point in time. It's not something that you adopt one day. It's it's the journey. Mm-hmm. It's the journey mm-hmm. of of finding your faith, of discovering your faith. And I think yeah. that maybe I can get him on board one day. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I cool. I heard Batman's chat on that one. Actually, I was supposed to be right up behind him, but I got cut off right at the oh. last minute there, unfortunately. Well, as much as I love talking about myself, um, we do have to give you the boot. Sure. Okay. Thank you for the comment. Well, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hope to talk to you again soon. Yep. Thanks. Bye-bye. See you later. Okay. What a jolly next. accent. It's just the happiest <laughs> the, the, of all accents. The Aussie accent is high ranking, no doubt. Yeah. Um, next up. Is this the real guy, McLuton Putin? Have you been gathering some valuable loot, Vladimir? I'd have been. Okay. Not so what's, what's on your mind? Uh, I got uh, just a comment about one of the things that was said uh, several weeks ago Uh-oh. about Catholic rage mobs. <laughs> and uh, I'm sensing I a know, theme. What, what was tonight. said? I don't remember. I can't even remember the actual quote, but was this pro was or anti? Uh, this was. There's been enough rage mobs about other things. Ah. We need to start getting pissed off about, you know, some of the stupider shit that's been going down. I think the topic yeah. was actually uh, about that that 
uh, that dad that was at one of the teachers conference things that was talking about the, the tranny that raped the kid or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think, uh, I think the appropriate, uh, phrase for that is we need to, uh, go on a crusade. That's essentially, (laughs) I guess guess that was the, the original term. Yeah, you're right. We're, we're just reinventing the wheel. Reinventing. Uh, so here's my question. Uh, does Hunter Biden's dealings with Burisma, hmm. the natural gas place in Ukraine, do you think that's going to affect our decisions, our grand leaders' decisions about what we're doing? Probably. I mean, I don't think that they're going to develop the ability to differentiate between their private and public lives just, you know, in this one instance. They're always trying to save face and save their own asses. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have I mean, uh, do you have expectations for how that might play out? It seems hard to deny that it would have any influence or consideration. But do you? How do you think it would sway things? I feel like uh, if they let it if they let it affect their decisions, then it's just it becomes so blatant and obvious. But then at the same time, everything that they do is just so disgustingly obvious. blatant and obvious. Yeah. That if they didn't do it. If they, if, sorry, if they didn't, if it didn't like, if decisions weren't directly made on it, I'd be more surprised, honestly. I, hmm. I don't, I don't know. And the other thing is, if it affects them, is it going to affect them in what way? Or is it going to keep us out of it? Are we going to go in? Well, like, there's already talk of the, worse? of, um, of deployment within, well, it was reported last night. Really? There was uh, oh. talk of, of, of certain army units, at least mobilizing within 72 hours out of Fort Bragg. That was oh. being reported last night that I saw, though I'm not aware of any movement just yet. But the story that I saw was families and military personnel have been given the 72 hour notice to deploy to Eastern Europe uh, within 72 hours of last night. So that could be any time now. But All it right. also, I suppose, Maybe could I'll be called off. Yeah, Putin better <laughs> loot while he can. But at the same time, it's I mean, what are we talking about? We're we're talking about a force of, I think, eighty five hundred or something right now. And it's uh, McLuton Putin has more looters on the border than that. So if he really wants to, I I don't know. I don't know much about all the um, the politics of the area. So it's hard for me to say uh, or predict confidently what will happen. But I would be surprised even with more men if Putin just walked across borders and expected that to work out well. I think I, I think he's just kind of a strong man guy doing a show of force like you guys you guys better get in line because this is what could happen. But if yeah. he actually started a, a military conflict, I'd be pretty surprised. Then again, I'm not the expert on this area of the world, so maybe Might maybe I'm the kinda... idiot start making trips in and out past the border and then then go back and be like no we're just marching it's just a just some training exercises don't you get it <laughs> yeah they're gonna walk right up to the border and put you know one put a, uh, put a boot over you know they're gonna toss some bottles of russian vodka over the line and just kind of troll a little bit but yeah I, I don't see them marching to great depths into ukraine but I, I'll, I'll probably be back here next week to 
eat crow and say that that was a moronic prediction because they're <laughs> once they do it, you know, that's how these things work out. Yeah, I guess. All right. Any uh, final thoughts from you? Oh, no, that was pretty much it. All right. You have a good well, one. Uh, good looting to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye. Espresso is up next. Espresso, you there? Hey, what's going on? Hi. What's on your mind? Yeah, so I went to the um, the March for Life last Friday in D.C. Oh, cool. Kind of wanted to chat a little bit about the, that. The annual gathering of sometimes hundreds of thousands of people that is yeah. basically not reported How many at all. people were there? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it was a ton, a ton. It was like... I don't know. I think I've seen estimates about 50,000, but mm-hmm. wow, it's hard to estimate that, especially being on the ground. It's, I mean, it was a huge crowd. I don't know. Was it your first time going? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I moved relatively close. So what, uh, what all did you do and what was the highlight of the event for you? Um, well, so, I mean, it was just encouraging overall, but, uh, Father Mike Schmidt, Blondes, Blondes guy, yeah, gave the uh, keynote speech. The is he Bible the podcast guy, or is he someone else? Yep. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, he's the Bible in a Year podcast. He's been podcast so great. Guy. Now I feel kind of guilty for talking about how I thought he might be gay. <laughs> I regret that. That's one strike for him. He gets two more though. No, he's just oh, kind he's of an seen- effeminate man. It's not yeah. really his fault. Yeah, he seemed pretty cool. Um, but other than that, I went to the uh, to the National Gallery. Okay, uh, saw some saw some art, you know. Yeah, and D- DC implemented a, a vax mandate to be able to go into restaurants and whatnot. That's right. Is that true for all the museums and all the stuff too? No, I think. Hmm. Well, I wasn't. I didn't have to do anything for CVS, and you can get coffee in a coffee shop to go. Right, but if the Lori Lightfoot there, rule. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it was kind of, <laughs> if you it eat was that really muffin. surreal. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. It was surreal, like, being asked for that. And, like, I, I live in a pretty red yeah. area. So, I mean, there are grocery stores and stuff ostensibly have mask mandates, but nobody follows it. Nobody says anything. Well, you wonder, I, I have not tried to enter a place that has a vaccine requirement. They don't really exist around here. And I yeah. generally wouldn't submit to that, even if they did. But I got to think that the minimum wage 16 year old at the front door of whatever establishment who's like probably in charge. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be tempted to make like a, a image on my phone or a, a PDF file that looks plausible, but literally says fake and gay on it or something like that and see if it passes. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wonder. I just basically said I didn't have it when they asked and they said, OK, well, you can't eat here, essentially. And I've heard a couple was. Sorry, go ahead. The other time was in the National Gallery. There's like a restaurant downstairs. And I mean, yeah, you could get away. They said you can take a picture on your phone so you could get away with a, a forged one. But yeah, I, mean, I, I wasn't going to go through that. I got an email from a guy and I won't say who or where, obviously, because I don't want to implicate him. But this was a major American city with a vax mandate. And he told me that among their group of, say, 10 people, one person legitimately was vaccinated. And sent around an image of that proof of vaccination to everyone in the group, and they all showed it, and it worked fine. That's this great. This is the kind of nonsense that we're talking about. The, the, clearly, there's not a lot of scrutiny on it. It's sort of like uh, it's like walking into Costco, and you show them your Costco card, but they never really look at it. 
they do when they you check out, but I just mean getting into the store. There's just somebody there like looking at it from afar and they glance and move on. It seems like that's all this is just someone seeing if there's a plausible image and then going on with it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, the irony when I was driving around the city, I saw a couple of these posters that were saying like restaurant workers demanding uh, better wages plus tips. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, it's really funny that essentially you're kicking people out of restaurants at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously not the restaurant's idea, but they're enforcing it. So yeah, it's, it's part of that. It, it, the enforcement structure is so frustrating because it's just everybody pointing a finger at the other person. Well, it's not me. It's that guy over there. Right. Take it up with him, but you're still part yeah. of that bullshit. And if you're part of that bullshit, you know, uh, obviously there are other players besides you, but you are doing your part in that, ridiculous machine and it's got to stop and it won't stop until people stop participating yeah and i mean i never experienced such fervent like every time i would go in somewhere i would just not wear the mask and then pretty quickly they would ask me oh do you have a mask you have a mask like almost panicked it was yeah very strange (laughs) Um, yeah and and (laughs) this one like attendant when i was walking around the museum I had my mask below my nose so I could breathe. And then there was just this one lady was asking me like five times to put it back. It was funny. Excuse me, sir. Oh, sir. my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you have any more thoughts about the uh, the march before we let you go? Uh, no, I mean, it was a ton of people, good energy. I mean, cool. it's surprising how you can have 50,000 people and not have any violence or uh, rioting. Hmm. I mean, maybe it was something with the the makeup of the crowd. I don't know, but not a yeah. single planned parenthood was harmed. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah. No Indians were there either. Uh, <laughs> at least I didn't, I didn't see any. All right. Well, thank you for uh, letting us know. Like I said, uh, you'll see it covered in quote unquote conservative or right wing media. But if you, if you look that's at it. any mainstream source of news, it is not mentioned anywhere. And that's on an annual basis, not just this year. Yeah, yeah. The only article I saw was saying that oh, Patriot Front was there and there. Of course they were, or something. <laughs> and they were Sieg Heiling when no one was looking. Yeah. God, dude. Okay. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the info. Have a great night. Cool. Yeah. Take it easy. Bye bye. Speaking of the mask enforcers, did you see that clip of those? I don't know. Probably about sixty-year-old Elizabeth Warren clone women going after that black guy in an elevator. No. They're practically slapping him in the face because he's not wearing a mask. What if yep. should I even Google? Uh, let's see. Just how about mask Karen's mask Karen elevator? elevator. Oh yeah, actually, I have the Gateway Pundit because um, I saw it earlier. The Gateway Pundit oh, yeah, headline I, is: I found it. Masked Karen's attacked attack unmasked black man in elevator and scream Black Lives Matter repeatedly. These people are diseased, dude. They're insane. The clip is probably only uh 30 seconds i i can i don't have it ready to play video for the audience but i could play a little bit of the sound i won't you won't hear it blonde but just to give you an idea what are you guys doing get out. Get out. what are you guys doing get out. what's wrong with get you do not touch me do not touch me they say as they're slapping him it's only 30 seconds so maybe there's more to the story i guess but it's a pretty outrageous clip. Yeah. <laughs> if oh you're listening God. later, you, you're missing the wonder that is Blonde's reaction face to this one. 
Anyway, uh, Gilgamesh. Did they say Black Lives Matter? What? Yeah, oh, they hey, were. Matt. Hello, I'm sir. What's, oh. uh, what's on your mind? Did you guys finally watch the video, The Sipping for Cinema? Did you guys check it out? I have not what? seen no. it. No. Uh, this is, this is the Razor Fist up. video you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Razor Fist did this about yeah. her because of all the people simping for her. He did a follow-up today, and I just wa- I watched it. It's great. And it's just him letting people know, stop simping for this woman. You really don't know her. Who? Cinema. Chris, C- Kirsten oh, Cinema. Oh, Kirsten Cinema. Yeah. She just voted to try to pass that Biden to steal the, you know, where they the federalized the elections. She yeah. voted for that. Manchin voted against it. Yeah. Did they but did they bring said, it up for another vote? I mean, they don't have the votes no, without no, the filibuster the reform anyway. But... She voted for it, but they didn't have the 60 votes to pass yeah. it. So they and Joe Manchin voted against it because he's in a Republican state. He has to be careful the way he votes because those voters are watching him. And if he doesn't vote the way they want him to, he'll they'll vote him out of office. So he knows that. Yeah, she's been pretty open about her support for the bill, but she just won't uh, she won't throw away the institution that is the filibuster in the Senate to get it. Oh, it's a, yeah. There's a lot about her. You you should watch those videos because they're really informative. Of what she really is. She started as a Green Party member, and but that's not the reason I call. The reason I was getting on here. I just wanted to ask you guys that question. I do agree with you guys. I do have a pleasant voice. I came to realize that when I started listening <laughs> to my own videos, and I was like, yes, I agree with Blonde. God, I, I love listening you. to my own videos. They're the best. Yes. No, I, well, I, I watched. <laughs> You're the only person on the planet. I hear my own voice and I'm like, oh, no, everybody no, does. Ev- everybody I does do that. I actually have a pleasant voice after I watch, you know, when I had to record the subtitles, I would listen to it as it's recording. You know, I'm using Otter to do that so I can put subtitles on my videos because they don't put them on automatically. So I'm listening. I'm like, oh, I do actually have a great voice. <laughs> and I All did, right. first time I did about COVID, I did a video it got taken down. They said medical misinformation. Hmm. So I did a follow-up video saying that YouTube is calling the CDC, World Health Organization, and the EU regulators liars. What was the claim? What was the general... I I guess you... Don't repeat it because Susan will take me down. It's what the World Health Organization and the the EU regulators said about getting over-boosted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... And what the CDC said about people that got caught the Delta variant and how and got over it, how they have a stronger immune system than people who they knocked got... you for that. That's official oh, CDC oh. info now. I know. Then I saw this report about athletes, and I put that in there and showed the report of what it said about what it had done to athletes, and I appealed it. They said no, so I put that on Odyssey and Rumble. And I thought they would take down my Martin King video. He's actually known as Martin Luther King, MLK. And I did a whole video why why is everybody idolize this guy? He's such a fraud. And if you read the FBI file on him, he it's like dark. He was a communist, Marxist. You know, they had him under because he was surrounded by communists. There is a lot of bad stuff in that FBI report that came out in 2019, for sure. My only, it's not that I doubt it necessarily. It's just, I'm so jaded on the FBI. Well, I know. I just, like, I need to hear the stuff. I need to hear it myself. 
Yeah, you can read it. It's there. They dump. You can just put JF, put FBI embargoed MLK, and it comes up. It's just like with Michael Jackson. I know, but I need to hear it. Uh, I need to hear him giving the "I have a dream" speech while his friend is raping somebody, and he's cheering her on or cheering him on, as is no, alleged. Was, I don't know if it was then he did it. It was somewhere else. I thought that he did that that rape happened he was watching no i know i know it wasn't literally yeah. on the uh, lincoln memorial steps but i'm just saying i need what i need is to to i need tangible evidence anytime it, it's well, not that i'm when, it's just that yeah, the fbi I, to me is so slimy and i wonder how far back the slime goes that's all yeah well this was when j edgar hoover ran it and i know he was in bed yeah. with the mob but the, he was an anti-communist and he was trying to stu- you know and we're talking even a minister, another minister, friend of Martin Luther, of MLK, was there in Miami, witnessed what was going on, and got disgusted by the behavior of what he witnessed. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's really like, I did a video on that, and I said his real name was Martin King, and his father just called him Martin Luther after the, refer- you know, Martin Luther, the guy who created the Protestant referendum or the Christian yeah. You know, where he put that. Yeah. And the, the guy said, that's a that's an insult to that, to the real Martin Luther. To call MLK, to call Martin King MLK. I don't know. And, you better ask Blonde. Who's worse, Martin Luther King or the father of Protestant faith? I got to go with the father of Protestantism <laughs> on this one. Yeah. Real Martin Luther worse than fake Martin Both Luther. of them have done a lot of damage in there. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> there's, there's a whole, but they also proved that Michael Jackson didn't do what he was accused of. Um, yeah. No, no, speaking no. Of, no. Speaking of Razor Fist, he's got some uh, quality defenses oh, of yeah, Michael Jackson, he does he not? Videos on Michael Jackson where he explains completely why Michael was innocent, and he's not—he wasn't even a big fan of his to begin with. He loved Prince. He loved Little Little Richard, who was the key, Godfather of rock and roll. Hmm. All right. And so, and, yeah. So, oh, oh. We'll have to, I'll give you one quick thought, but we'll have to let you go after that. What do you think of um, the truck drivers? Oh, the Canadian In ones? General? Yeah. Them protesting the mandates. Have you seen this mandates. at all, Blonde? A little bit. So, yeah. all I know is that they have, they're protesting and they have a big uh, GoFundMe in support of them. Yeah. And GoFundMe is, is, is that- refusing to disperse the money. Oh, they, they don't know where the money's going. They want to know, they want to make sure where the money's going. To oh, is that the what they're That's saying? That's what they said. Yeah. yeah. They're not denying the money. They just want to make sure the money's going to where it's supposed to, which I oh. understand they, you know, that it's not being fraudulently. Yeah, because nobody does fraudulent GoFundMes. They police those very <laughs> yeah, thoroughly. Really. I, but the reason they're they're not protesting the vaccines, they're protesting the forced mandates. Because yeah. most of them are already vaccinated. They don't like the fact that people have to are being forced to get it. That's what they're protesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, God, Godspeed to them. Good for sticking oh, up for themselves and their country. Every time I look at your eyes, it's like almost being hypnotized when I was going to start and go, yes, blonde, I will do what you're bidding. What is your <laughs> orders, master? We have a, a no blonde simp rule around here no, because no, of my, my age your... and marital status. <laughs> no, hold on. It's not that. I, it's when I watch when I'm watching the video, when I look in your see your eyes, they're very, very captivating. That's what mm. I, I'm not simping for you. I'm literally saying your eyes are kind of hypnotic. That Mass sounds a little psychosis. simpy. I, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Though. No, I would simp for um, Gina Carano. Bef- yeah. 
Is she the big one? No, she She's... was the former MMA fighter that got fired by Disney. Yeah. Yeah. As a yeah. big bitch right there. Oh, yeah. Fighter, too. Yeah. But you, you're <laughs> awesome. So keep up. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Tom Cruise, maybe 59, but he looks 40. So. Yeah. Tom Cruise does yeah. look great. Yeah. That but he's also man. tiny, is he not? He's, he's, he's a, a tiny man. man. He's 5'7. Yeah. He's 5'7. Would not trade. Yeah. I know. All right. <laughs> and you're okay, Matt. You're doing great. Keep up I, the good at work. At least I'm not 5'7. That's true. Oh. He's 5'7. Sorry, well, sorry to the 5'7 five five guys out so there. So now I'm depressed. Well, no. All right. I Sorry. wish I were six two. I can't. We're all not <laughs> I can't all claim that. Old. So, you know. <laughs> okay. You guys have a great night. All yeah. right. See you, man. Yeah. Talk to you later. All right. We are due for a break. Seriously? Are, yeah. First half hour already gone. We're good on D Live. Thank you guys hanging out over there. I will uh, catch up with Tippy Stream here. We're actually all set on Tippy Stream as well. So if we just check in on YouTube. We should be good to get uh, back to the callers. Rocky Mountain Monk says, while Biden is getting his diapers in a nod over 100,000 Russians threatening the sovereignty of Ukraine and security of its borders, he's allowed over 2 million illegals to invade our country. I know Tucker keeps bringing this up. It's a good point. It's like, what about our borders? Uh, Yeah. We've had a little more than a minor incursion of border crossers. Yeah. In that area. But um, but it's, it's almost, it is sad commentary that it's basically just forgotten or almost status quo it just is what it is and yeah. uh we all kind of go along with accepting that there is uh you know on a good day well i don't know what are the stats still like hundreds of thousands per month yeah probably slower in the Haiti winter months maybe. Also i don't know really uh it's really amped up but yeah i think we're probably around two million yeah insane Bilbiz, um, Matt, excellent Glock attack video. It's incredibly dystopian to hear multiple news accounts rarely mentioning the perpetrators. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, checking it out. But yeah, it's uh, the uh, of course a, um, a a a felon of color shot two now two as of yesterday, uh, two NYPD officers visiting the apartment that the mom called nine one one. They go visit the apartment to check in on the crazy son. Crazy son takes out a Glock and executes the two cops. And, no. and the discussion of how this happened has nothing to do with the criminal who executed them. It has everything to do with the fact that he had a drum mag in his Glock as though he couldn't have done this with any sort of common sense weaponry. You'd prefer right. that he has. He just straight up or ambushed them. He, j- he was in the back of the apartment. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever he wants. He was in the back of the apartment. They're walking back there. He swings the door open and just glocks him down. But, uh, you know, if, if it was done with, if only he had done it with um, a revolver instead. If only yeah. he had done it with a Glock with just a 10 round mag. Everything would yeah, be different. Yeah, really. Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Seeker. Student debt erasure and tax on corporations are two wishes of the left. Corporations have employee debt assistance perks. Why not kill two birds and let them pay? Hint, conflation of education. Um, I'm not sure I totally follow, but uh, I wouldn't have a problem with your employer offering some sort of debt relief as an incentive, if that's what you're getting at. Or is he getting at something else? That seems to be what he's getting at. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Let them pay. That's a great perk for employers to attract workers if they want to do it. And certainly if someone was willing to do something like that for me when I was fresh out of college, that would be 
even if the pay was lower, if there was a I good chunk of my debt knocked out, it might be worthwhile to do. I don't, How much I don't did have you have in debt that. when you left? I think it was around something like $25,000, something in that neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, my, the, the plan that I worked out with my parents and it ended up working out well was one third, one third, one third, where my parents hey. helped me with a third scholarships and grants were a third. And then I took on a third of it as debt. And, um, and speaking of paying off student debt, um, and I say this as someone who actually thinks I, I, I I value the trade that I got. I, I think the experience that I got at school was worth the debt taken on. I don't know if that's true today, but I value it. And uh, maybe that was an experience um, of a bygone era. Maybe it doesn't exist anymore. But point I'm making, when I got to the point two years ago now where I could clear that student debt, that was a huge moment of satisfaction for me. That and um, I remember that last payment. Yeah, exactly. Working hard um, through my last job and then building what I have through this and clearing that debt to my name was a huge achievement. And it was something that was important to me, too. I agreed to take on that debt. It's not somebody else's job out there to have yeah, their money so stolen inflated. from them. This will make you depressed. When my dad went to medical school at UCLA, one of the finest medical schools in the entire country in the 70s. Does that sound right? Yeah. He paid $750 a year. For tuition? Or everything? For tuition. Wow. $750. No scholarships. It was, that's just what it cost. Yeah. Well, if you, so I, I, if you, if you stopped publicly subsidizing this as much as we do and sending everybody and their mom to college, that bubble would probably burst. It's not going to be 750 bucks, but costs would come down. I mean, People of average intelligence don't need to go to college. No, there's, um, yeah, it, it's not even an, to me, it's, it's not necessarily even an intelligence thing. It's like, it's a skill set thing too. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to say it like guys who don't do that aren't intelligent. Let's put it this way. I have lots of friends, um, who are great doing say, um, plumbing work or yeah. doing HVAC work. And they have no interest in going and talking about Socrates for an hour and a half with a bunch of other people in class and the professor. I loved that. And I think that critical thinking is very important and should be taught and should be valued. That said, my, my friends who are very good in those fields, would they have benefited from it? Probably not. And in the no. same way, could I do plumbing, HVAC? I'm, I'm sure I could. But to me... This is sort of the the sphere or the arena that I belong in. And I don't want to say that one is more valuable than the other. Both are valuable things for society to have. I need my plumbing fixed and people need podcasts to listen to. But it doesn't Do mean they, that. Ev- Do they? Well, I'd rather have good plumbing than the podcast. I also if I had would to, rather I had have to pick. Yeah. So we're what I'm saying soft-handed is, intellectuals. Is that what you're saying? There's a social and economic value for both. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't, I wouldn't look down on any of my friends who took a different path than I did. They don't have to take the path that I did and I don't have to take the path that they did. And we're both perfectly no, I understand, fine because but of it. What I'm saying is that college used to be to sharpen the intellect of like the top 5% of, of intelligent people. And that's the way mm. it always should be. Yeah, maybe everybody I mean, thinks um, they're so fucking smart and interesting these days. Yeah. Well, there, 
if you're going for a specific reason, like you want to become a, a lawyer or a doctor or something like that, absolutely. You don't want to be a lawyer. Uh, there was a world in which I thought I did, but that world is long gone and hopefully it's never coming back. But for the rest of it, it's like, yeah, you're just going to go there and get a thinking degree. You're going to philosophize and that's great. And I, I want people to be good critical thinkers, but that's not always a wealth building strategy, a bill paying strategy. So Now we just rack up $100,000 debts and think that the world owes us a high paying job because we read books about gender studies for four years or some nonsense like that. God, you know, we're going to be put out of a job when real intellectuals start uh, getting back into the ranks and going to college and this fake intellectual thing, we're never going to be able to make a career out of it. So we better (laughs) cash in while we still can. Send your super chat. It's not fake. The number one rule. The number one thing when we sat down to start this show, as you will testify to, all I said was, well, number one, we show up on time every time, which we've done pretty damn well at. Number two, we don't pretend to know things we don't know. And you can call that constantly pretending to know things that I don't know. Who's we? That's a pitfall. Yeah. Um, It's not that it never happens, but in general, it's a mark of intelligence to know a lot of things and to be able to think critically and assemble knowledge and solve problems. Another mark of intelligence is to know what you don't know and to have the humility to admit that. Humility really, is different though. Really dumb people think they know everything. They're convinced of it and they can't be persuaded otherwise. And they're too proud to admit when they okay, okay. don't what know. What if you're a self-aware smart person that is smart enough to be able to manipulate people into making them think that you know what you're talking about when you actually don't. <laughs> it eventually catches up to you. I was doing this for six years. I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's that's the only thing. It's like you just don't want to be fake. You don't want to be an inauthentic, fake version of yourself. I don't no, think I that's be happening. A, I want to be a fake, better version of myself online. That's who I want to be. That makes one of us, I guess. Are you <laughs> yeah. like this just all the time? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously, I'll be a little more relaxed in my own home and with my family or friends. And I might make a joke here or there or say a thing here or there that I would think twice about saying online. Um, but as far as personality, yeah, it's not a edited version of myself or something like that. If I, if I sat and strategized to create this, I'm not that good. Really? Am I like, this is a, this is the best possible facade we could create. I suppose we're not super curated. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, um, we should circle back. on. All right. We will come back to your chats later in the show. How the hell did we even get on that? Was it a question? Um, did we take, I'll have to just circle back with did you. Did we take one chat that was a question about college debt and it turned into that? I don't even think it was a question. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, reloaded. Mr. AK, are you there? Oh, yeah. Just give me a second. I need to pause the stream. Sure. Um, okay. Um, so I have a couple questions from this past Sunday's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, forgive me if I'm forgetting some things. Uh, what did the, um, feds do to catch Randy Weaver with Ruby Ridge? So uh, go uh, for it. Okay. So I think that I, it's been a while since I've looked into this, but I think what they did was they started like 
moving in his social group. And then they were like, here, do you want to buy this sawed off shotgun to sell? Is that right? It was, as I recall, yeah, it was short barrel shotgun um, parts or. or Because he needed a hustle because he was he was just trying to make some money to li- live this off grid lifestyle thing. And they knew that. And so they kind of like rigged this um, this quick get rich quick or get a sustainable amount of wealth quick scheme well, for him. Well, it was well in a way it was to get him to do something illegal or some or in a way like have for him, sure. Yeah, it was yeah. A, then, yeah. a manner. And then there yeah. was a warrant okay. and he failed to appear on the firearms charge. And that's right. how the and that's how they got him. That's how the whole confrontation yeah. started. And Waco. Waco was uh, the was also on. Supposedly, they had um, these the parts to make automatic weapons. That was the premise, as far as I understand. Was it a weapons thing? What about the underage wife thing? Was that also a component of this? That was a component, too. But that's what's bizarre is because the ATF does not even if uh, even if um, Koresh was a a full fledged pedophile. The ATF does not have jurisdiction over that. Well, it's trying to trying to trap him in a legal gray area yeah. as well. Okay, and then the Gretchen Whitmer thing, that was them trying to, again, do something into a legal gray area, into, like illegality. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. it's a plot that they all but organized to kidnap the governor and blow up bridges and other uh, destructive yeah. events. Well, well, the thing is, I'm noticing a pattern here when it comes to uh, federal agents and their activities to be able to get people entrapped. And that's basically put them into gray areas and push them into legal acts. Now, when you guys talked on Sunday about the Unicorn Riot leaks, mm-hmm. about Patriot Front, um, I looked at those leaks myself, and so far I have not been able to see anything that outright advocated for illegal activity. Mm. They seem to be very squeaky clean about that. They so may not be throwing head any... bombs everywhere and see Hiling, but yeah. it's they're still not trying to do anything illegal and it, from well, what i've seen of the footage of them like uh, doing their uh, uh, demonstrations they're yeah. not actively seeking violence which is what would a fed would do to try and entrap people try yeah. and get bait people into violence so are you saying your fed radar is deactivated now with them it is not my fed radar is not uh is not peaking because they're again from for 30 years plus, the feds get people by basically trying to get them to do illegal activities. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to say that throwing a Roman or something like that is cringeworthy, <laughs> that's one thing. I don't even think uh, that was them, though. I don't think that was real. And it's hard to tell. Well, no, no. It, I'm, oh, the thing is, is that it was on a private rocket chat or whatever. So I'm guessing yeah. somebody was recording things they probably shouldn't have or trying to share information with other cells of Patriot Front because they're dotted throughout the country, I guess. Yeah. But... The thing is, is that these people don't do anything to, they, they stay on that, they stay like above the gray line. They don't, they don't, they don't toe that line. They don't try and uh, mess with illegality because they know they get their head, the hammer brought down. Yeah. So you've read through the chats and I have not, I've read the media characterizations of them and what the media characterization said was that these guys were plotting vandalism or defacement of things like George Floyd statues or other monuments to racial justice. Who cares? Who cares but, about yeah. that? I mean, but did you see any of that? That's graffiti over graffiti. Did you, yeah, but, well, yeah. 
I saw, I've seen things like that. Like they mm-hmm. do, they have documentaries and stuff like that of how they talk about, because there was, a, they did a march in Philadelphia. There's a, there's a documentary group called Media to Rise that uh, covered their march in Philadelphia some years back. And actually the cops tried to trap them in the ghetto and tried to say like, well, you'll have to walk back, but you're gonna have to go through the ghetto to get out. And so that's basically like painting a target on their back. And I remember this from, I think this was like four or five years ago or something like that. Um, and like, I just, I can't, my, like I said, my Federator hasn't been ticked off yet. And I just, I feel, I feel worse about Groypers than I do about Patriot, Patriot Front at this point. Hmm. Because, well, let's see. Right now, Nick, Nick's going through some hot water from being subpoenaed through the January 6th Congress yeah. or conference or whatever. Um, the thing is that he's had multiple different snafus over the past year. He's about to do FPAC 3, I guess. And the thing is that, um, what was it? Yeah, last year, FPAC 2, I guess he invited a BBC journalist called Louis Thoreau to do a documentary. And he didn't tell anybody that was attending APAC conference, the APAC conference about who was going to attend, who was recording things. And Louis Thoreau actually released a leak, uh, like, a, I guess, an advertisement uh, for the documentary. And this was in, I guess, this is based in the, in the UK. And it was basically a clip of Baked Alaska saying, like, we should have more racism. So what? <laughs> so, None of this is a crime. People want well, to be racist. Who cares? Well, it's, it's not that it's a crime, but... With Patriot Front, you had people infiltrating without their knowledge. Nick let them. Nick let a BBC documentarian walk through the door. An enemy, like spy. I know. That I was just in, that intentionally like will paint them in a bad light. I um. I don't want to default to just trusting Nick Fuentes, but I, I do want to default to just. I, I feel like he if he did something like that, like he he probably had a good reason to do it, right? Well, the thing is that if he wants to, if he he is responsible not just for himself but all the people that attended at APAC, they know, had people's faces like pictures taken at APAC, and they had them checked. Nick himself said that they were making sure that there was no uh, antifa or anything uh, infiltrating APAC because they said they had some sort of database to check behind. Hmm. Well, what fucking database do you have to check behind? Do you know who's antifa? I don't. I don't know. It, even if true, I, I need to look into these claims. I'm unfamiliar with them. Oh, holy! This was this was done in an interview uh, on the Kill Stream. I think about a year ago, roughly. Um, and uh, yeah, the uh, Ethan Ralph's thing. I don't know. And, My instinct uh, is just to to reflexively defend Nick Fuentes because he sacrificed so much more than any of us. Did he? Because Do you think that he's a I, glowy? Is that what you're saying to me? It's. Uh, I think he's an idiot. Because <laughs> you don't do things like uh, let a BBC documentarian into your camp to be able to paint a paint you in a bad light. Because anybody anybody who's worth their salt as a leader would not let journos in because journos mm. are the scum of the earth. Yeah, and maybe he's got something up his sleeve. Maybe he's, this is a four D chess thing. Why do well, I want to defend him so a, much? It's because he's adorable. There is, well, there is. He's a, about to inform been... on you any second now. He's about to put you behind bars. <laughs> well, I don't know. We a... don't move in the same circles. I've never met yeah. him or talked to him or anything. Well, I guess there's something going on in Gab today. I guess some like, some dude named Joey A. Camp. I don't know who this guy hmm. is, but it says my inside sources confirmed that. Nick Fuentes will likely be arrested the moment he steps foot in Orlando for AFPAC 3 in February as part of an ongoing federal investigation. 
He, I didn't even know I don't this, doubt but, that. But Fuentes is currently suing the Biden administration. Uh, I didn't realize that. It's a subject of an ongoing federal grand jury investigation, a subpoena to the January 6th commission, two state-level criminal embezzle- embezzlement, fraud investigations, and several lawsuits pending or being filed against him. Plans to host uh, the first pack in Orlando. Hmm. So well, I need to get on Gab now. All right, let me see what's going on. And so then, um, and then the last thing that really made me kind of shy away from the Groypers was that thing they did with the wa- the girls uh, talking about the girls that uh, were uh, ran over at Waukesha. And the people that Nick seems to cultivate are would say things like, "Who cares about the little girls that get run over at Waukesha because they basically be over? Uh, they would basically grow up to love that BBC, <laughs> the other okay. BBC." Right, and I yeah, have okay. they actually have the screenshots from Twitter to talk about it, and uh, the same guy who said something like that actually was impersonating a a Catholic man of faith named, I, I don't want to say his name, his name is Thomas, and he had a GoFundMe because they had just lost their uh, infant daughter. She had gotten sick somehow. Hmm. And he took his profile picture. The guy's name is uh, at Bros- was at Brosif USA on Twitter. And um, it says, my name is Thomas Blank and I live in Blank. You bitches don't scare me in the slightest. So, and this guy apparently is like... um well-known in Nick's circles, and uh, I don't know if that's the kind of people I would want to hang around me. I don't like, know. I, you're it. clearly more well-versed in any of... I hadn't heard of any of this stuff. Have you, Skag? No, this is, uh, this this is not in my area. If you want, I can I can DM you all the screenshots I have, Blanche. I, I don't doubt you. I mean, a lot of this sounds like, like, well, like dickhead, trolley, Gen Z stuff. Well, well like I said, these girls... It doesn't matter that these girls were run over in Waukesha because they would grow up to love people like Darren. Uh, but uh, what was his name? The driver Darren Brooks, Daryl Brooks. Yeah, the driver, Daryl yeah. Brooks. I was like Daryl Lamont Changan. <laughs> it's close no, enough. Not, no, Daryl Brooks. They, they, they would basically love to glow, to 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 be with black men. So it didn't hmm. matter that those girls were ran over. It didn't matter that those old ladies. Uh, got yeah. What about the grandmas? They, yeah. Yeah. They basically didn't give a shit. Wasn't it mostly grandmas? Not that it matters, but uh, I forget. I think no. There was there was a decent chunk of little girls that were injured because there were a lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And little, yeah. I feel a few little boys too. I think that Jackson Sparks was uh, Jackson Sparks is the name of one of the boys that died. Mm. Jeez. Um. Yeah, and they didn't even mention him. So I'm just like I said, I'm not exactly too big on the Groypers at this point anymore. All right. Well, it's uh, it. If you see anything about Patriot Front like at, uh, advocating violence or advocating yeah. illegal activity, that's Fed activity. Yeah. yeah. But so far, they've done none of the sort. I assume a lot of this is just Fed activity. Anyway, we got to give you the boot. Well, thank you for your right, Fed watch. I, I, yeah, I haven't had the time to look into them deeply, so I appreciate the intel. No, no problem. Have a good night. You as well. Bye. Yeah, I don't. Does, um, is this common knowledge? Because I hadn't heard any of this shit. Also, no, that's all. That's news like to me deep internet stuff but um but this talk about fed tactics I, I i don't doubt or disagree with his analysis there i think that in general where you have plainly obvious fed plots there's some sort of plainly obvious criminal element criminal yeah. bait criminal entrapment i just wonder if maybe they are 
just creating is it possible they're just creating the sense of the presence of these so supposed extremists they want to be at events like that so that people uh don't form communities and don't talk to each other also it's just like if if you can just have guys that show up to large events where crimes may happen are likely to happen and you just have quote-unquote nazis there sig heiling it's the sort of it's the it's the sort of enemy they want to create. That's all. I'm not saying that I know that Patriot Front is fe- uh, is a bunch of feds or not. Well, this whole concept I just wonder of if, Nazis is stupid anyway. Even if you like believe in Nazi values, you can't be a Nazi in 2022 America. It was something that existed in a certain time and place in history that ceases to exist now. It's like you can be a national socialist that wants an ethno state. Now, the window has closed. To all you but the window is closed Nazis. to be a Nazi, yeah. <laughs> also, like, I've met some people in some of these realms, like, deep on the alt-right, and none of them are actual Nazis. Hmm. Pixie, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. What's on your mind? Um, I wanted to give you guys a white pill. Please um, do. <laughs> I um, see a doctor for Lyme disease, and I've been seeing him for a few years, and I'm doing better now. Um, Are you Pixie67 in Discord? Uh, no, I'm just Pixie. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Hmm. Proceed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, so I see him, and uh, we were talking about um, COVID and everything, and he's he aligns with us and what we think. I don't know what's okay to say on YouTube now, but um, I don't he know, prescribes man. pretty much yeah. anything goes as far as I can tell. Yeah. He, he prescribes, uh, you know, the, the horse dewormer routinely mm-hmm. um, and has had really good results with it. And I've never gotten into politics with him before, but um, this last time I saw him, I was really curious his thoughts on politics and um and so I asked him if he's liberal, which I assumed he was. And he's like, well, I, I used to be. I used to consider myself liberal. Mm. Um, but now he's like, I, I, I don't anymore. I'm, I'm, I'd say like more middle or more conservative. He's like, I always used to listen to NPR. And that was like my primary news source. And now I can't even stand listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I turn it on and just turn it right back off. Or if I want to hear what the other side is saying, I turn it on. Um, and he said that he's just aligning more with conservative opinions. He used to think they were like way out there. Yeah. Um, but now he, he's like, I, I see what they've been saying for, for a while now. This is, it's, I, I was wrong. <laughs> and yeah. he feels like he said, he feels like he's found his tribe. Um, and he even wants, uh, Rand Paul or DeSantis to run. <laughs> wow. And cool. he's like, and, and he said, he's like, I know a lot of other people, doctors and patients that are similar, came from a similar background who are uh, also mo- moving in that direction too. Yeah. And a lot of, of this, so. uh, people have these thoughts and they are still afraid to express them publicly for good reason, because they stand to lose all sorts. They stand to lose their job. They stand to lose their friends. They stand to lose their families in many cases. And it's important to remember exactly what you're talking about, that when someone has a change of mind or a change of heart, they don't necessarily walk outside and scream it to everybody, but they sort of keep it private within their own heads and they carry on. And it's important to remember exactly what you're talking about, because it does. it's, It's tempting to think that 
we're all, that that we're isolated and everybody else out there is crazy. And there are crazies out there. There are plenty of them, way more than there should be. But there are people still changing their minds and they need yeah. to be reached and they need to be convinced. And I think that they need to be um, welcomed and, and greeted uh, kindly when they decide that they were wrong before and they, and they come over to what I hope For is sure. more sensibility. So um, I'm glad that you shared that because you don't, hear that or see that very often but you know it's happening and i appreciate that yeah it's definitely happening and i know like in our state um another doctor was i think i sent you the link matt um uh another doctor had their license suspended for giving out oh, yeah. information and so he has to be and all these doctors have to be really really careful um but you know they are still doing it and not you know some of them aren't getting in trouble or anything but um but yeah, they're doing it and they're kind of moving to the right too. So well, yeah, and you, you'd kinda, like to think cool. you can trust the medical scientific judgment of your doctor. And maybe you could, if there weren't all sorts of regulatory or other incentive or punishment based factors dangling over their heads. I listened to a clip of a doctor from California earlier. Was it today or yesterday? I can't remember, but he's talking about how in California, if you are deemed by the state licensure board, whatever that authority is, the people who, grant those physician uh, licenses to practice in California. If you're deemed by them to be too loose with your vaccine exemptions that you give out, uh, you will have your license to practice revoked. And he was talking about how that is much worse than a firing. And it it makes sense. You get fired from your job. Okay. At least I can go to that other shop over there and try it. Yeah. And then you you can't, uh... you get your license revoked and you've been trained for X amount of years to be a physician and you have a huge mountain of debt to pay off. And all you know how to do to pay off that debt is be a physician. They are screwed. It's really that boards medical judgment Uh and they will enforce it. And, um, God, yeah, it's, uh, the whole thing is just a mess. And that that's, that's one thing you got to consider too. Cause it's like, we talk about conspiracies, a pushback on conspiracy theories is always, well, how many people would have to be in on it? And that's true. Generally like to achieve some sort of global conspiracy plot, you would have to have, I guess a lot of people in on it, or you could have a select few power centers that dominate over very important fields like this. And right. really you can kind of, threaten people into that plot or or get them to conform and then against their better propagandize stupid unquestioning people which is relatively easy yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yep. man well I, i'm really glad to hear yep. that and i'm glad that he shared that information with you did he say what changed his mind was there a singular thing or a moment um no he didn't say there was a moment i think like people doctors in the lyme world have always been kind of uh, weary of CDC, so they were already kind of primed to not really listen to what the CDC was saying. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he just he doesn't like um, Mr. Science or Doctor Science himself. Um, uh, Fauci. And, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and he just he's always been what I like about him is that he's always been very um, independent thinking and always trying to learn more and pretty intellectually honest. So I think it's just you know just he just doesn't go with the mainstream medical stuff in general so um yeah well, that's good to hear i um yeah i appreciate the white pill thank you for sharing that yeah yeah and and one one more thing too for sure. everybody that's listening if you want to find a doctor who does pre- prescribe the thing for horses 
um, <laughs> call call a compounding pharmacy and ask them who's prescribing it, hmm. and then get the doctor's yeah. names that way. And and that's he. My doctor said that he's going through compounding pharmacies because that's where you can actually still get it uh, versus the regular pharmacies, which are harder to get. And and depending on the state, I know at least in my state. They'll give you the name of doctors if you call and ask for a specific medication and ask who's prescribing it. So you can kind of find a doctor in backwards way um, by calling the compounding pharmacies. Well, thank so. you for the info. Yeah. All right. Have a great night. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. You too. Okay. We are yeah. due for another break. And I think we managed, what, two callers <laughs> through that segment. So I'm committing to... We have a, a shitload of questions from emails. Okay, so I'm committing to some efficiency here, but let's uh, check in with our chats before we get to the last segment. Rocky of Mountain Monk. I hope our military has purged all the unvaxxed from their ranks. We only want fully vaxxed and boosted troops to be sent to Ukraine to die needlessly in another illegal, immoral, and useless war. Hmm. Well, that's uh, that sounds downright sensible uh, from the <laughs> Joe Biden perspective, I think. Yeah. Pee-pee-poo-poo man. What would you, would you prefer diamond or silk for SCOTUS? I, I don't even, which one is which? <laughs> diamond is, doesn't silk sort of take a backseat to diamond? I haven't listened for a while. Sassy black chick A and sassy black chick Remember B. Remember we saw them in Cleveland back at the RNC 2016? And I remember being like, whoa, they're so famous. Yeah. What Did they share the stage with Alex Jones? Were they at that event? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that man. Time we went flies. Milo and I was all worried, man. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, what happened to him? Did he disappear and die again? Remember he made that know. comeback and said he was like converting to, to straight again. And then he's disappeared out. again. I haven't heard anything from him for Let months or chat. maybe a year or so at this point. I feel bad. We did kind of throw him to the wolves. He is another one that sacrificed a lot for. He did. But as you say, as you've noted, and well, as we've both noted, he also did some kind of underhanded shit. Yeah. Do you think that's why he ended up failing ultimately? I don't know. I don't know him personally, but I do know. I forgot about that piece that he wrote on Lauren Southern. Oh, yeah. There was that, too. That was shitty. That was really gross. Yeah. You know? Just like talking about dudes that he's heard she's banged and stuff. Yeah, that's right. There was a whole article on his website about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Graveyard ship, sup dingers. Just wanted to mention the world lost Colin Flaherty earlier this month. Ambassador Tracy AIU uploaded his interview with Colin recently. A must watch for those who sub to CTV. That's a real bummer. Um, He did great work and he will Hmm. be missed. Daniel Jagger. Uh, someone please give Roger Stone a call to cook something up for Biden's Supreme Court nomination. Oh, yeah. I bet that guy's got a bone to pick. <laughs> I suppose so. There's, this can't be that hard. You don't have to overthink it. They didn't think about it that hard with Christine Blasey Ford. Yeah, but, but we're going to be subjected to more scrutiny. So it needs to be somebody more infallible. I guess to me, the point is not believability. The point is trotting something out ridiculous, but committing to it and make them live through the same hell that they put everybody else through. No, it has to be somewhat believable. Why? It's going to be hard to do with a woman. Blasi Ford wasn't believable. No, but it's more believable than thinking that some like 30 year old black judge like diddled some little white kid or something. Like, okay, make up, like, a, make up. Uh, <laughs> here's here's how to make it believable. Make it an abortion story. 
that nobody chick would care though aborted my child against my wishes <laughs> okay. i guess that would make her a hero you're right yeah. that would probably be like a that'd be a, a positive for her i know try to spin this think about it while i'm reading mm. it's it's impossible um jolly roger hi matt regarding your youtube videos i think you were really good a great storyteller have a good intonation and often end on a moral finding or deep insight he, he does that's true well thanks i i appreciate that i don't uh I don't know that I like try to aim for a set sequence like that, but I, I do think that it's important to end on something of a, a summarizing point, a broad summarizing point. And I also think, um, I think it's important to uh, you talk about story. Like it's important to assemble the relevant facts before kind of the, analysis I, I i get frustrated sometimes when analysis happens before establishing the facts there's trade-offs there like then sometimes you just spend a long time explaining a bunch of facts sort of dryly but if you don't i, I guess my thinking is if you don't assemble the facts first agreement on the analysis can be hard to achieve so that's kind of the approach i don't know but i i appreciate the compliment i don't need to overanalyze it i suppose <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, last one for right now. Incompetent hands. Did you see the mass Karens attack a black guy while shouting Black Lives Matter? This timeline yeah. may be dystopian, but it can at times be hilarious. Laugh at the mass formation psychosis when you can. That's true. Get your laughs while you still can. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, uh, that clip is pretty much uh, it's total insanity. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it on Sunday, but if not, you can Google it and find it. Uh, over on uh, Tippy Stream, Deb Stop, not Dub Step says blonde you forgot martin luther wrote a sixty-five thousand word treatise called on <laughs> did he write this martin luther wrote a sixty-five thousand word treatise titled on the jews and their lies wow i that you learn something every day history lesson knuckle hunky buck there nailed it first try journos hey. are the scum of the earth says the totally not a fed caller uh, maybe. I don't think he's a Fed, though. Are you looking it up? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I uh, well, I don't know. who. Anybody could be a Fed. As Blonde has said, would I know if I'm a Fed? For all, yeah. statistically, someone has to be. It could, it, it could be me. It could be Blonde. It could be that caller. Long Dong John says, I guess oh. Neil Young is going to have to put his money where his fat, ugly mouth is and go on Spotify for making it happen. Boo hoo. He got what he fucking deserved. Deplatformed those who deplatform uh, de those who deplatform you. Yeah, if people didn't see Neil Young gave Spotify an ultimatum: boot Joe Rogan or you lose me and my music. And Spotify said, "Okay, you're gone." I guess today they booted his music off of Spotify. And I've seen a lot of people saying or praising Spotify for not caving. And I'm not saying that's way off base or, or totally undeserved, but yeah, you got, you've got to remember Spotify has dumped something to the tune of $100 million into Joe Rogan's podcast for them to delete that asset and not take in any more revenue on that investment would be wow. financially suicidal. How and maybe they deserve credit about this? for committing to Joe Rogan in the first place, because, of course, he's going to have a wide variety of people saying a wide variety of things. That's true. Yeah. So they, they they agreed to take on the risk and I can give them credit for that and sticking to it. But at the end of the he day, I guess a bunch of his content, though. 
Why did we ever get clarity on that? Because they said they deleted like certain episodes were missing, but then Spotify said they were just slow to load in or something like that. I don't know. We all forgot about the story. Yeah. Maybe there are some still missing. Maybe there's maybe some aren't. I I guess what I can say is I'll give them credit for the risk they took on in the first place. However, when you're a hundred million dollars deep into something, you're not deleting that. There is no chance. Even if you hate Joe Rogan, the person and everything he says, it's not a matter of principle at that point. It is strictly a business decision. So that's why I'm not I, I'm not going to just uh, just unconditionally praise Spotify on this one. It, it's it's a more of a money thing than anything else, I think. How have I never heard about this? Martin Luther's treatise. Yeah, I'm having major cogdis right now. Reading and that. suddenly blonde has become Protestant. No, no, no. <laughs> but he said some stuff. You know, that Martin Luther was really on to something. <laughs> well. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> Kaylin or Keelan. Are you Kaylin. there? Hi. How Hi. do I pronounce the name? I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. It's Kaylin. Kaylin. Okay. Well, thank you for calling. Yeah. No, thanks for, I guess, doing a call-in show. Sure. <laughs> what, what's on your mind? Um. So uh, I just wanted to talk about, because it seems like it's getting like totally swept under the rug by... Uh, all of the news media, even it seems like conservative news media, all of the crap that's going on with COVID in schools right now. Hmm. Um, I am, I'm a teacher in Northern Virginia in uh, Prince William County. You might know our neighbors to the North Loudoun County. Of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone knows Loudoun County. <laughs> um, but there's the, um, the executive order by our new governor that says that the parents can choose whether or not their kids wear masks. Right. But all these school districts now are, are suing. So it was sort of has come to a head starting this week where I know there's elementary schoolers that are getting threatened with suspension for not wearing masks. I've got some of my own students I teach in high school that are, um, they've been pulled out of my classes for, all week so far they're missing tests and lessons and they're just do being they, isolated by do they themselves. expect you to enforce it or is that someone else's job uh they they do expect us to enforce it but i it seems like a lot of ed, like administration and stuff is catching them like early as kids are coming in the building oh, and, okay yeah but i've not ever once told a kid i mean like i I have more important things to do than be the mask police. And I don't believe yeah. in it anyways. Yeah. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, but it, it's bad. They're like holding kids for hours without contacting their parents. Oh They're my not gosh. letting them go eat lunch. They're not letting them go to the bathroom. They're not letting them on the at the end of the day. So, so it's the, like being the, suspended, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. And do these worse. kids hold out? They sit and refuse the whole time? Like, I'm not... I don't care what punishment you throw at me. I'm not going to put on that mask. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of these kids are just absolute rock stars with it. It's, at some point, I, I mean, I, I remember thinking back in uh, spring of 2020, like, oh, wow, what a shame. Seniors aren't going to get their prom or their, you know, the, their graduation is <laughs> going to be all messed up. And here we are creeping on two years later. They're not going to have two years of an education. I, yeah, so. yeah. It's all of that. It's not, I, you know, I don't think. 
high school memories are the most important of your life, but it is like it's a once in a lifetime experience that you can't get back. You have those things stolen from you. You can't return in four years and say, okay, I'd like the experience of, you know, hugging all my friends at graduation now that it's safe to it's gone forever. Those experiences were robbed of them in addition to um, just the the normalcy of their day to day education, which I'm sure you're you're very familiar with. Oh, yeah. And it's well, it's about to get a whole lot worse. So I guess starting next week, all of the teachers who have refused to get vaccinated and refused to get weekly tested are about to be paid leave. Are about to be until they get vaccinated or tested. They're about to be put on unpaid leave. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. are you are you comfortable sharing what your position in that situation is? You don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, I will be going on unpaid leave. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, good for you. Yeah, I I mean it sucks it's like ass, so stressful. But... Yeah. So well we've got we got a four month old baby. Mm, <gasps> congratulations. Um, which of course I'm super happy to spend the time with. Yeah. Yeah. But would of course love to be earning a paycheck. Hey. I mean, you... we're we're blessed enough to have family here and they're they'll help us out if we need it and That's kind of I don't know. You might look back on this and be like, I'm so glad that I got this time with my kid. Maybe yeah, this is the best possible thing. <laughs> is it your first? Yeah. Oh, that's so great. How's the baby? Oh, he's awesome. I'm yeah. like watching him on the baby monitor right now, trying to see too. We 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 still have to make that investment. Uh, you know, trying to. I never we, got one. We're, we're still never apart. <laughs> we're still committing the sin of co sleeping and all of that. So. Talk to me um, in 20 months or whatever. Yeah. I'm still I, co-sleeping. We're we're talking about making the move soon, so I got to get in on the baby monitor and other what? equipment necessary. Yeah. He's still in her bedroom, but we feel the need to stay up past 7 p.m. Right. And even though we're just in an apartment, he's on the other side of the wall from me. I need to be yeah. able to see him. Yeah. That's why I was talking to my husband about this last night. I'm like, how are we going to stop co-sleeping? Because I check on her 40 times a night to make sure she's still breathing. Like we just sleep just curled up with each other. And so I know she's alive all the time. But like she's she's creeping on too. like I, I need to like not be doing this. But I, I did the co-sleeping for a while, like when after he was first born. But I just I couldn't sleep because I was so absolutely terrified that I would like roll onto him. And yeah, mm. yeah. I never like killed my chihuahua it. that way, so I, I have a strong track record of not killing tiny creatures in my bed, so I felt pretty good about it. Yeah. Well, you got a trial. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling. You're doing the right thing. Maybe this is the best thing for your family, and you're brave, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, totally. I appreciate you guys. I'll uh, I don't know, keep you updated. Sure. I'll, I'll have some free time on my hands. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. Thank you for the call. Have a great night and good luck with yeah, the situation. Too. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. Orwell's ghost is up next. Orwell, are you there? Yes, I am. What's on your mind, sir? Oh, nothing. I uh, We had to wait a while, but my uh, uh, my wife is expecting. So. <gasps> Congratulations. Wow. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the army begins. Oh my gosh, that's so great. <laughs> is that what you're planning to yeah. build, are you? Do you have a set number in mind? Uh, no. I mean, ah. you know, we'll be happy. We'll be happy with one healthy one. I would... I, uh, she had three siblings. I had two. 
I'd like to have four. She'd like to have three. Mm-hmm. But um, I I think if we can have two or more, I think that would be great. Yeah. So, yeah. I. Uh, but yeah. So we 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 waited a little while. We wanted to wait until we get the ultrasound. We and, and, and until she get she had she wanted to tell her parents in person. And so I've known since Christmas. Ah. And she. She um put a, a a pregnancy test in my stocking, and <laughs> I started. That's pretty I, cool. Yeah, I started. I started. I started handing out uh, presents to my 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 parents and my aunt, my uncle, and because uh, we had Christmas with my family this year, and yeah. He turned around. She said, hey, "Yeah, I want some chocolate. Big chocolate aficionado." So I yeah. was like, "Okay." She she said, "Go go into the stocking." So I went into the stocking, and I dumped it out. And I was, you know, I looked at it, and I was sort of like, "What does this mean? You wouldn't have put a pregnancy test in here if it wasn't positive." But the line was kind of faded across, uh, and I was like, "Guys was like, cannot read pregnancies." Yeah. Well, and she was she was like, "I can't believe you didn't notice." She's like, "I haven't been." Uh, uh, I haven't been uh, drinking alcohol the past week. Hmm. She uh, and 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 I said, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Well, I I didn't notice." She's like, "Well, you reached in and you grabbed some. You you, you know, you didn't notice I was drinking non-alcoholic wine." And I, I and I remember that night. Hell, I think it might have been a, a call-in show. I uh, I I reached down. I grabbed this bottle. I was out of beer, and I reached down and I looked at this bottle, and it said non-alcoholic. I was fuck is this shit and put it back in and <laughs> that didn't tip like, you off wow yeah like that walked is... down walked down to the walked down to the convenience store down the street and bought some beer i didn't even think one thing about it that yeah. is so dumb how did you not figure it out from that well was this in a holiday context is that um this was like a week before christmas because oh, so sometimes I was... That's random, so suspicious. Ra- random alcohol or in this case non-alcohol but just you know how at the holidays a lot of weird food aggregates yeah i I could see overlooking that that is insane come on in that situation if you had visit i don't know you tell me did you have visitors at your house or were there people over that kind of stuff yeah we did then it's like you know your ex-alcoholic uncle brought it over that kind of thing yeah well i didn't i didn't think anything of it because she usually drinks different wines than i do and and or she'll drink wine and I'll drink beer. And I was just like, I, I was hard up for alcohol that night because yeah. I, I, again, it's like I, it's it's like the it's like the one night of the week that I drink is on Wednesday nights. And, yeah. uh, Why'd so, you get so me non alcoholic wine? Yeah, Why'd you do- no, that's oh god, it was it was so much more authentic than that. I like looked at it. I was fuck is this non-alcoholic shit <laughs> i put it back i put it down and just walked down to the walked out there's a little convenience store down the street but uh but anyhow, Women are so I, obvious uh, skag's wife texted me when she was pregnant and she was like what kind of prenatal vitamin do you take and i was like bitch are you pregnant and she's like no i'm just trying to prepare for pregnancy and then yeah, i had to I wait know. a few months so that they could tell me that they're, they're having a baby and then they Dude, told me i was, I was, like, yeah, I was mad pregnant. about that because <laughs> it, it it's like I just, we didn't want to tell anybody before it was certain. And I, I t- like, yeah, we had, we didn't fight yeah. over it, but I was like, you cannot text her that and she's going to know she's going to know. And then to the, be fair, people do start prenatals before they get pregnant. Yeah. Well, and the, I, and the problem I, t- too is then, then you might Lauren Southern me. And I say that as someone who did that, someone who might accidentally never, leak the, sometimes that was just, our, our worst show moment. 
in show history. It was pretty bad. Like I had to delete that and I had to apologize to Lauren. I didn't For know those it was of you that don't info. know, uh, I I had secret information of Lauren Southern being pregnant like three years ago. And she wasn't that pregnant. And then like I wasn't supposed to tell Skag and then I told him and then he just like started talking about it openly. <laughs> I thought it was like public info. <laughs> and so we it, thank God it was on a Wednesday stream so I could just... <laughs> scrub that out and I had to apologize to Lauren and it was gone. But yeah, that's the thing is I had no intent, but when the information is out there, sometimes it's just yeah. things get said anyway. Yeah. I, 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 I was completely, I was completely oblivious to it and I chalk it up to just being, being a guy, but, uh, but yeah. with the, with the remaining time that I have, I just wanted to bring up what remaining time. Yeah, okay, we'll have on. to be quick, but sorry. Yeah. Real, real, real quick. So there was a bar it's it's my wife's it's me and my wife's old watering hole in Washington D.C. and it is the only place in Washington D.C. that has refused the vaccine mandate and refused hey. to enforce masks and wow. does not enforce it on their employees and they have had to start a GoFundMe page because the tyrannical government of D.C. is coming down hard on them uh. and and so I just want to read this real quick as. As has always been the case for us, everyone is welcome. This rule applies yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll see you January 16th. This bar is called Big Board on H Street. Hmm. You can look it up. DC Bar, find not imposing mandates on customers. They have raised $14,535 of their $15,000 goal, and they are not fucking complying. Oh, that is man. so and great. It, it's covered in the Washington Post and a bunch of places, and now their liquor license is going under review. You chop off their liquor <laughs> yeah, license, yeah, they're so done. That's, that's, so that's the big thing. Their liquor license is under review because they're not enforcing arbitrary laws that are brought in by, you know, tin horn oligarchs. So, at any joke. rate, yeah, at any rate, uh, appreciate Congrats. it. And, uh, yeah, I thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll talk to yeah. you guys next week. Hopefully. All Bye. the best to your family. Thanks for calling. Yep. Take care. Thank you. Oh, so many babies. That's great. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great news. Uh, let's see. Let's get a couple more at least. And then don't let me forget. We got to talk to our friendly screener, dangerous spaces, uh, for the last call. Cause it is the last stream, uh, call in stream of the month. At least doom machine is up next. Doom machine. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. What's on your mind? Well, it's been a couple months since I talked to you guys and, uh, been super busy out here. Hmm. But, uh, Where is out here? I'm in uh, California. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on what part. There are sane parts. I shouldn't be so dismissive. Expensive part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that so narrows been, it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been very busy here. We just got a couple of pet frogs. I'm trying to convince my daughter to name one of them AJ, but, you know, she's not she's not biting on it quite yet. Hmm. But uh, AJ for Alex Jones, by the way. Oh, I, I, oh, okay. I thought maybe. <laughs> we were like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Oh. Yeah, but uh, just a couple things to talk about tonight. I've uh, been watching a lot of the Ukraine stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I was surprised because I, I was thinking to myself, well, they, they gave up all their nuclear weapons in the 90s. There, there must be some sort of a assurance they got that they weren't just going to get rolled over. Uh, apparently not. Apparently they just got a... Uh, they just got bullied into that one, so their 5,000 nuclear weapons, they're just gone. Mm. But uh, but now it, it seems like the... Uh, Europe is just gonna let let that happen. Well, it, so maybe I'll assume that you know probably a lot more about this than I do. I don't know much about the political 
influences and players and all that. So I don't know. I, I can't make a credible prediction about what would happen other than I just it's it seems unlikely to me that Vlad would just roll um, troops across that line and expect nothing bad to happen. Yeah. Is well, there what, what really can happen? You know, they've got 40 percent of the natural gas for Europe comes comes from Russia, you know, 50% of the natural gas in, in Germany comes from Russia. So it's, you know, you see the story the, the other day about Germany sending, you know, nothing but helmets to Ukraine. And you're like, well, what's going on with that? Well, it's because Russia has such a strong grip on the energy sector in Europe. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Okay. So do you, do you think that this is just kind of bluffing intimidation or you think they're actually going to do something? I I, I think they they have reason to actually do something okay and what uh what do you think that would look like it's it's hard to say of course you know ukraine's military is significantly smaller and you know they have updated some of their hardware and they're both using similar hardware but it's just you know when you when you've got a hundred thousand versus you know a much smaller force it's it's just uh mathematics at that point yeah Hmm. And I think the real uh, concern we see here, because I mean, they took they took Georgia, they took Crimea, the, the, they're just you know there's these stepping stones to try and get get back some of what they lost. And Ukraine is is a huge prize because it's the it's a breadbasket of Europe, and the, most of their exports are uh, foodstuffs. Hmm. Total aside, but do you remember when Maxine Waters said that Putin invaded Korea? <laughs> did was, she really what yeah was that? that was a few years ago <laughs> I, I think the re- the real concern that you know people in the defense uh industry that pay attention have is that putin will uh invade ukraine and then as soon as that happens china will t- make a play for taiwan and i think that's the real da- danger Ooh. much more so than, so do you uh, think they're coordinated in, in that way like they would they would plot that simultaneously or would it be one takes action and the other is just opportunistic with the timing china's been been moving in that direction and they've been pretty open about the, the fact they they expect to take taiwan back at some point mm-hmm. they've been and they've been building up their navy quite strongly so i mean they they could do it you know at at their choosing but you know what better time is if there this turns into a significant turmoil turmoil in europe then it it may be something they, they'll look at wow okay yeah so we'll we'll be keeping an eye on this obviously it's it sounds like you are uh expecting Expecting things to get hot, I suppose. It really depends on the the response to Russia. If if the response is soft, um, then they might just get away with it, and it won't create a, enough of a hmm. enough of a incident to to give that opportunity. Hmm. All right. Anyway, well, thanks other, for the insight. Other than that, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Did you have any final thoughts before we let you go? Uh, just final thoughts. Uh, you know, as you, you probably don't know, I'm, I'm fairly disabled, um, but I I made the the jump last week and uh, i'm going to be taking a college class here starting up tomorrow actually so i'm hmm. excited about that cool and i cool. just entered escrow on a piece of property and i'm hopefully gonna be building a house uh nice. out closer to where my daughter lives so i'm pretty excited about congratulations that those are all big moves yeah thank you man uh right, have a great night care. okay we are right at the bottom of the hour so let's talk to our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, with his final call of the month, which I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. I just assumed you wanted your final call, correct? Uh, yeah, I did. apologies in advance for the mic. I'm not actually home at the moment, so I'm just using the crappy and built one on my laptop. So. It actually sounds fine sounds to me. Sounds good, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, wait, so are you telling me that I spent hundreds on a mic that I probably didn't need to? I couldn't um, use my computers? It's That's maybe awesome. a little muffled. It's not as good as it usually is, but it's certainly plenty clear. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, I did want my last. I did ask a couple of people to just uh, mention that I wanted it on the stream. Obviously, they'd forgotten once they got on air, so uh, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, um, I know it's nearly February, but I do last call at the end of the month. So, happy New Year to you guys! That's right, Happy New Year! Thank you. So uh, again, a few weeks, but you know that's just the nature of me doing being the end of the call. Um, I probably, I mean, I didn't really have a specific topic, but the thing I am finding most interesting at the moment is I'm watching the the whole talk of the voting rights. And if I'm understanding correctly, basically the federal government is trying to change the law so that federal government can run the law, run the uh, elections that will put the federal government into positions of power. And yeah. the federal government will be doing that. In, in completely, in no way a corrupt way that would benefit them, the federal government. Like, <laughs> no, it just seems so. insane. Like, is it just me or is that kind of an insane thing? Like, like, the Democrats are literally saying, unless we get to run the elections, they won't be legitimate. Yeah. yeah that's exactly what they're that's saying. That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. And, and people, uh, it's not sold that way. So I guess maybe... It's not exactly what they're saying verbatim. You sort of have to read between the lines to reach that conclusion, well, I suppose. But well, yeah, if, I, yeah, yeah. I won't say what they're saying. I don't mean saying, saying, but yes. basically what the implication is of, of what they're actually trying to do. Yeah, and, and they're selling it to the population as well. Your state, if you live in one of these kooky places that is prioritizing so-called election integrity or election security, they're going to... I don't know if they would say ban you from voting. They're going to make it so you can't eat a sandwich and they're going to get rid of drop boxes and they're going to make yeah. it harder for you to vote. The problem is, even if that's true, which generally it's not, but even if it was true, even if your state is too restrictive on its voting policy than you would like, you don't sell your ability to vote with your feet for that price. That is to say, yeah. you want that decision-making decentralized so that if your state screws up, you still have greener pastures over there. Once you sell yeah. that decision-making exactly. to the central authority in D.C., guess what? The, the fuck-uppery is unescapable. You yeah. can't leave these people. And I wish... Well, I, I, I think uh, critics of the Democrats are doing a good job explaining that, I suppose, but... Democrats are not honest about that at all because they they want that power. They want to control all of these things under the they present it as the guise of protecting the vulnerable. But really, it's just making everybody vulnerable to them. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and the thing that really blows my mind is they're like they're trying to stop, you know, black people and Hispanic. They're trying to you know, like the Republic saying the Republicans are doing this. They're trying to stop them from voting. It's like Donald Trump increased the uh, the percentage of votes from every single demographic except white men what on earth are you talking about well i just was saying they're trying to they're trying to minimize they're trying to limit the number of voters that they're actually gonna have that doesn't make sense well yeah it's it, on the one hand joe biden is the most popularly elected president of all time and that's there's also an asterisk on that despite mass voter suppression <laughs> efforts somehow yeah. <laughs> And the it's other thing baffling. Found, it's in, it's other, incompatible. Yeah, and the other thing I found funny was Joe Biden saying, you know, they're going to try to stop, uh, you know, black people from voting and stuff, but they're still going to be out. They're still going to come out. They're still going to vote. And it's like, 
So literally you're saying they're not going to be able to do anything to stop black people from voting. Yeah, the, like, conclu- like, they're not stopping if, them if they're still going to come out, if they're still going to well, overcome these challenges. But that's that's the thing. It's like one or the other. You can't say, well, it's voter suppression, but also they're still going to be able to come out and vote and they're going to do it in defiance. Yeah. Pick well, and, one. And, 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 and here's the thing. Both. They are masters of propaganda and showmanship. We're, we're talking about Christine Blasey Ford throughout the night. What, in support of these bills, why aren't they producing a person, a black mm-hmm. guy who was like, oh, man, I tried to vote in, uh, I don't know, rural Georgia. And all the racists said, you get out of here. And they shook their tiki torches at me and I couldn't vote. Where's that guy? They yeah. can't even fake him. And you're going to tell me you can't produce one, but you're going to tell me we need a federal takeover of all of this to solve the issue. I do still I do still find it funny that they're trying to they're trying to basically imply that the tiki torch was Tiki torch was some sort of symbol of, you know, oppression and aggression. It's like, it's a freaking tiki torch, guys. <laughs> I still see them every time I go into Home Depot and I chuckle and I think, yeah, no, do I want a funny. couple for my backyard just on principle? Should we pick up I got up some. I did. Do you have yeah. some? I did. Mm. Yeah. And but then I invited yeah. James Alsop over. <laughs> well, wait, he wasn't, he wasn't an actual tiki torcher, though. No. No, he's just he's tiki adjacent, they would say. The smear merchants would say. And he came over and he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Wow. Very cool. Okay. A Hawaiian shirt is definitely a hate crime. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, well it's uh Yeah, it's um it's 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 a highly offense. It signifies militia membership. That was part of the problem with uh those guys in um in the Michigan Gretchen Whitmer plot. They wore Hawaiian shirts too. Yeah. That's how you know but, that they're bad guys. Yeah. But the voting thing as well, and I, I know we've talked about this, so I probably don't want to focus on it too much, but the voting thing also further illustrates the the sort of racism of the Democrats of, of you know, black people can't get an ID. Like, you know, Georgia was one when they were complaining about Georgia laws. I looked it up. I'm like, Georgia, free state ID. Okay. So it literally costs them nothing. Yeah. So you're suggesting they can't make it to a place to get something for free. Like, how racist do you have to be? If it was prohibitively expensive, okay, fair enough. But it's free. It's literally free. What are you talking about? What, you know, it, like, it's so, they can't figure out how to use computers. I think that was for um vaccines, but that was Joe Biden who said something yeah, like yeah. that. And the greatest TikTok of all time was that black guy pretending to be an ape trying to figure out how to <laughs> find the vaccines. The listening to joe biden that guy is the champion of tiktok he'll never be topped yeah yeah that yeah that was pretty awesome but it's just amazing to watch them and go i can't believe people fall for the idea of we're the party against racism when they do it in a way where they're basically just patting them on the head and say we're gonna save you from those nasty racist people don't you worry it's like wow that's really condescending and racist yeah, uh, their their whole perspective is that they will be the champion babysitters for all the country's minorities. That's their entire yeah, yeah, but, selling point. Yeah, it's so frustrating to watch them literally say, we will do it for you because you can't do it yourself. And somehow people interpret that as not racist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's just it's amazing well, it's, to watch. It's dead for now, at least. That's That's going nowhere for the time being, so... We shall see. Yeah. Now they'll have to shift their focus to how to get a not racist black chick judge on the Supreme Court. That's that's the new objective. Uh, I'm disappointed we're not getting corn pop on the Supreme Court. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. But, All right, man. But, uh, yeah. Anything else before we let you go? Uh, no, no, I think that's it. I do. I do. You know what? Actually, no, I'll take that back quickly in regards to the, you know, well, it's got to be a black woman. Yeah, you put in someone for the vice president just because, you know, you had to get a black person and a woman. Look how that turned out. Oh, that's what Tommy Lahren said, and she's getting wrecked. The, the what did calling- she say? Yeah, yeah. I saw it on. I saw it on. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. She literally just said that. She said, "Yeah, uh, you know, you're putting a black woman. In, you're putting a woman as a Supreme Court just because they're black and a woman. Look how that turned out for Kamala Harris." And everyone's saying, "Well, that's racist." It's like, no, how? it's not right. It's the opposite. Yeah, you. She's an incompetent woman, and she's black. And she was selected solely on the basis of those characteristics, and she's yeah. bad at her job, and nobody likes her. I know. Yeah, it's like I don't know what to tell you people raging about this don't even like Kamala Harris yourself what are you talking about but yeah Tommy Lahren is once again the Fox has to fire her because she's racist da, 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 da. That, that was yeah. all the Twitter rage a couple hours ago but that but that was the thing I can't remember what it was in regards to but there was some tweet about this is the first person that's uh, it was a completely different topic but um, but this person was the first black woman to go into whatever the position was. And it's like, okay, so you put the characteristics, but you don't even say their name. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, like that's not even important. You yeah. know, we don't even need to know their name. Just they're a black lady. So, you know, that's good enough. Yeah. It's like, seriously, how degrading and dehumanizing is that you can't even name them? Well, that's, that's all they are is the, is the box checked that that's all that really matters to these people. The showmanship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which All is right. ironic again. Yeah, ironic again coming from the party that rages against tokenism. So supposedly, but that is their that is their entire operating strategy. All right, man. Thank yeah. you for the call, and thank you for your hard work as always. No worries. So Appreciate happy it. new year again, and and yeah. hope this is a really good year for you and the families. So. Well, thank you. You, you as well. So anyway, talk to you soon. See ya. Okay, that'll do it on calls tonight. Appreciate all the callers' patience. And if you are wanting to participate, but you're having trouble getting in live or you can't do it live, of course, you can send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is the contact page of the website. That's MattChristiansMedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form, and we will take those at the end of each week's stream, as we will right now. Jay says, should conservatives make their own case for anti-consumerism? We've hitched our wagon to the idea of free enterprise for so long, but neglected the true principle that each each purchase involves individual responsibility. I think there's a lot to be gained as a movement and a nation by promoting a more ethical and conscious consumption rather than raising yet another generation to fill the void in their lives with manufactured goods. Yeah, I think that's a really good insight into the nature of materialism and consumerism, and it really is a fault of this country. Um, cutthroat uh, capitalism has moral pitfalls. It just does. It's baked into the cake. Um, I mean, it doesn't care about where manufacturing occurs. It doesn't, you know, I, I mentioned this before, but like when parents get divorced, it's like capitalism is like, well... It's two TVs that the, the households have to have. It's two fridges. It's two, you know, it's inherently it doesn't care about the quality of our culture, I think. But I don't know of a better alternative, so it doesn't right. matter. Right, I mean, it, it, it is moral insofar as it respects the core values of property rights and consent. 
Yeah, that's and true. those are moral values that it upholds. They're they're probably insufficient uh, alone, insufficient only in themselves, because there are a lot of things that you can sell uh, with uh, with consent. Um, that may not be moral treatment to yourself to sell, say selling your body, for example. You're not necessarily right. violating someone else's rights, but you're violating your own moral purpose. So there are moral implications there. So I think that capitalism as a social structure is is perfectly moral and ought to be preserved. But it, it really comes down to what he's talking about, which is your moral treatment of yourself and deciding when and how to engage in those transactions. So, for example, um, you, maybe capitalism doesn't care where uh, a production plant is placed, like you mentioned, uh, but consumers can and should care about that sort of thing. If there's all yeah. sorts of pollution flooding the waterway or something like that. Um, well, I think that's what he's talking about. Like yeah. promoting more ethical consumption as a, as part of the right wing movement. Exactly. I think that there's yeah. something to be said for that. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with that because that's not, what I have a problem with is going out and trying to destroy someone else's thing. But if you're just deciding what you as an individual want to consume, and maybe you're making the same case with other people, I, I don't have a problem. You have the rights to buy or not buy whatever you want for whatever reasons you want. I just don't want to go the full extent of, of the outright quote unquote cancel culture where I actually have to sabotage your business. I have to meddle with your business right. because I don't like it. That's where it, it, it gets into immoral territory to me. That's a good take. Um, this is from Charlie. Uh, if we hypothetically agree to mandate COVID vaccinations under that moral framework, can you argue the moral case against mandating that people give blood? No, Ooh, okay. not in a system where we hypothetically agree to mandate vaccinations. I mean, no, that's basically the same thing. Trying to follow the logic here. So you mandate coronavirus vaccinations under the premise that it is the right thing to do for the protection of others and that your sacrifice for the quote unquote greater good can justifiably be imposed upon you. That is fundamentally the same logic at play here that there is need, quote unquote, need for the blood and the extraction of your blood does serve uh, a beneficial social purpose when properly applied. If you think that that overrides the individual's bodily, uh, bodily autonomy rights, then, yeah, uh, the yeah. logic would certainly apply that we all have. Um, not just, I, I think maybe you could make a, an obligation that it's a good moral thing to do. It's a nice thing to do, but to be compelled to do it and to have your rights to your own body overridden. Yeah. I, I don't see the distinction. I, I, I don't know why that logic wouldn't apply. I can't even steel man that it's the same thing. Um, hmm. we're going to have to cruise through these. We've got so many questions. Okay. So many Tons. Yeah, yeah, we probably have like a dozen. You're right. All right, so I'll I'll we'll go one one answer each, and I'll stick to okay. it. I swear. Okay. Uh, hey, faggots! In the great expanse of U.S. history, who do you think got the shittier deal, black people or natives? Um, I think it's indisputable that natives have gotten the worst deal. Black people at least got out of Africa. Native Americans uh, were delegated to reservations where they waste away in diabetic alcoholism now and work on casinos. It's 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 bullshit what we did to these people. 
I would agree that it probably was a rougher draw for the Indians. For sure. And I, I'll generally agree with your reasoning, so I'll just leave it there. All right. Uh, Richard Spencer's punchable face. Why do you think urban areas tend to lean more liberal than rural areas? Um Wow, I actually don't even know how to answer that. I, I think the most basic inference that people make, and I don't know how you would study this scientifically, but it just makes sense. More closer proximity to more people creates the impulse. One, those people are going to annoy you more. And two, that produces the impulse to want to control them more. I think that's part of yeah. it. Also, um, the access to degeneracy. Yeah, I suppose that is part of it too. That that you're there's much more um, it's a much more cosmopolitan lifestyle. So you tend to be maybe more socially open to some things that you might not otherwise be open to. And your butthole's more open to dudes you meet on Grinder too. <laughs> but um, I yeah, I think it to me, I think it's just a proximity to people thing. I okay. I think. That'd be my Conservative guess. Conservative monkey. Blonde on Sunday, you said that when it comes to the TNA debate, you got to question a man that's really into boobs. As a proud, big, fat A man myself, I must agree with you, but I'm curious to your reason for this position. I actually got a lot of pushback in the comments for this because people were saying that, like, being an ass dude is gay. What? It's a, it's a female ass. Right. You're attracted to f feminine qualities in that ass. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's a personal thing for me because i've always been small busted but like i've got kind of a big butt so it's just really about my own insecurities and feelings uh. that i think this and also now that i breastfeed it's like i don't know that this should really be the sexual this fetishizing the sexual thing with boobs mm. do you have a, an opinion on this well the question was to you so i oh, will okay. just leave it there this is john would you rather have keith keith olberman that's a very difficult name to say. Um, guest host this call-in show with you for an episode or be a guest on oh, Rachel Maddow's show for a long-form interview that she would have full editorial control. <laughs> Long, you don't need to answer if you don't want to since I'm apparently dead to you for being a beardless redhead. It's not your fault. Wow. How tall are you? Important questions. Um, Keith Oberman. I know that's going to be your answer. Uh, I would rather have Keith Oberman. I think it would be more entertaining and I don't, I don't want to sit down and be at the mercy of one of these people in their own planned ahead scripted interview where they're just trying to get you. Yeah. If it was Keith and, and I just sitting down, no planning ahead, just spontaneously put into the moment. I think that that would go a lot better. <laughs> that would be so fun. But, yeah. Who knows? Mike Oxlong. Ah, almost gotcha. Question for both of you. Do you have any bad habits? Um, gosh, I used to, but not really anymore. If it didn't kill you, I'd smoke like three packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> uh, I, I've I said smoke, it before, so. but I've never smoked a cigarette. Not one. I definitely have, but I've never gotten addicted to smoking cigarettes. You know, it's a filthy habit. Um, do I presently have any bad habits? Uh, okay, I have to listen to podcasts to fall asleep okay it's the only way i can fall asleep is that a bad habit though that's not yeah it's not good for your it's not good for you to like ha be filtering through auditory information while you're trying to enter rem sleep and then like it's my baby innocent, and my husband though. are sleeping next to me and it's annoying for everybody hmm. 
God, is that the worst thing I do these days? Yes. If that's the worst thing you're, you're doing, you're doing pretty well. And uh, then like the 10 hours of compulsion and research that I do related <laughs> to my OCD on a daily basis. Of course. Mine, uh, most of mine are dietary. I try what are you to, into? I try to maintain dietary discipline, but I, I just can't. Uh, like I, I, I go in phases <laughs> and it's like, all right, I did that for a week or two, or I gave up this thing for a week or two. But this sucks. It was way better before. Yeah. So specifically drinks um, and like diet soda. Energy Are you back drinks. on the bowl? I go. Uh, I've never been a huge Red Bull guy for me. It's rock. Have stars. you had their mango? The mango or peach Red Bull is so good. Oh, yeah. They have all those different colored cans. Yeah. Some of those are really good. Yeah. So uh, right now, actually, that was one of my New Year's resolutions was to scale that back. And I've done better. Um, I've quit cold Turkey on, you know, on like soda like beverages for several months at a time. And I, I inevitably return cause I decide that it sucks. Before. But the other thing is like, you know, the, uh, dietary discipline for me, the best shape I've ever been in my life was when I could maintain discipline at dinner time. Yeah. But it's so hard and it's the yeah. best to eat before you go to bed. I yeah. love eating before I go to bed. It's, yeah. yeah. I do it all the time. So that's the other piece of the new year's resolution is try to do better at dinner time discipline you you no, have a responsible I don't drink portion soda at all that's mm. that's the key it's to not drink your calories i think and once you quit you kind of forget and yeah. once you if i could just quit and drink more water and do all of those good things i might forget but i never really forget even when i've yeah. quit for <laughs> for a couple months at a time i remember this sucks. I want to go back. I want to be oh. hyper caffeinated. I want to try all the new ones that they release and all the exotic flavors. It gets me every time. And, um, and actually without outing my wife too much, I don't want to say that she has a bad habit, but we sort of share this appreciation for trying new drinks or new candies or all of that. It's, it's the dietary stuff. That's impossible. I, yeah. 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 Carbs. That's the tough. Um, no. Yeah. Wayne, Can't give that up. It's way too hard. Uh, Wayne Kerr says, what do you think is the most important political issue at the moment? Uh, hmm. Political issue. <sighs> wow. Can I cheat a little bit and say that it's actually a process issue? It's it, the questions of who decides. And I think we are so far off base on the on the distribution or the division of power between the federal government and the states and the states that yeah. it uh it is a recipe for conflict that is almost inevitable and um i don't say that to dismiss a lot of very serious important issues Im immigration uh, abortion tax policy all of those things they are important but we're so far lost on the question of who decides those things that's true. Um, and immigration is sort of an on odd this. one because that ha that is a federal issue. But in general, yeah. got to decentralize decision making power. That's my answer. Um, and along with that, it's very important that the law is applied equally mm. to people of different races and genders. Uh, what the? F what are you pregnant? No, no, no. I'm talking about like <laughs> what's what's going to happen to Elizabeth Holmes. I haven't followed says. that story that much. Oh, she's probably, you're speculating she's going to be treated very lightly, lightly. or severely. No, she's going to be sentenced lightly. Hmm. I think if, uh, if she were a man, they'd probably throw the book at her. Hmm. So we, and then, you know, with the Arbery case and things like that, we need to be consistent. It's a fucking miracle what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm amazed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
We'll see if he can complete his final destiny and get that rifle back. That's the last remaining question. Hey, my personal hero, Anders Brevik. Oh, is wow. Big, he's a big fan. Is he? Yep, he's totally. still in prison uh, somewhere? They didn't put him to death, did Unfortunately. They? <laughs> okay. Free him now, Anders Brevik. Blonde, what would you say about dating a girl that is very Christian, but whose plan is to work with refugees in the Middle East? Oh, red flag. Um, why is she working with refugees in the Middle East? Maybe get to the heart of that question. Well, there's a lot of Christian persecution in the Middle East. I don't know what she's doing, but maybe that's it. And that's really stupid. She probably doesn't have a good sense of like her vulnerability. I don't know. Just uh, Just get her pregnant and then... She won't be able to do anything. It sounds like a plan. And it depends on how young she is. She's probably just idealistic and stupid. Women need to be told that they can't do stuff like this. It's not safe. Michael, Schleck, did you have anything you want to say about that? No, that's, that was a question for you. Oh, was it? Okay. Michael Schlecht, in my opinion, in the hashtag, the pound me too movement was really the first time where social media and social clout met at a crossroads and people found they were able to gain social clout through means of social media the movement started off as something honorable and necessary, but quickly became the blueprints for cancel culture and internet armchair activists. Do you think that without the Me Too movement, we would still have such a rampantly toxic cancel culture today? For sure. Yeah. I agree. It, it was the vehicle that introduced all of this. But if it but wasn't still, that, it would have been something, be something else. else. Yeah. It's um. there's just so much joy that people get out of um trying to destroy each other on the internet and it is really fun it's one of the downsides of the internet and i will say that with full appreciation for everything that the internet affords and someone who thinks that the internet is a massive net positive probably the greatest human invention ever but we shouldn't be as comfortable talking shit to each other as we are and yeah. that manifests in many ways whether it's just insulting someone on twitter or whether it's trying to destroy a person's life those are things that used to carry consequences and i yeah obviously want as much restraint in any sort of um physical resolution of any conflict as possible but it's too it's way too far in one direction where we can just talk shit all day long and never actually face any consequences for it never think about what we're doing and what might happen to us if we go too far but That's it's so an, fun I agree, but I'm just saying, like, for all the things you said on Twitter, someone should have pulled your hair by now, and they haven't. I can't dispute that. <laughs> uh, you know the classic balls. chick fight where they hold the hair up in one hand and uppercut? <laughs> <laughs> that should have been I'm you white. at least a couple get... times. No, so if, if it was a white girl, then you hit with the purse. Hit with oh, is that what you do? Okay. I've never been in a physical altercation. Hmm. Although I'm pretty sure I've hit people while I was drunk. Um, Blonde with Ball says, I've heard it argued that the Heart Cellar Act is unconstitutional because it runs contrary to what the founders envisioned, ah. namely a country of, by, and for people of primarily, primarily English and British descent. I'm tempted by this view, given the racial attitudes of early America, but I find the lack of explicit verbiage in the Constitution damning to that view, unless Jefferson's use of the term people, like people, assume an English ethnicity, which is possible but not conclusively proven to my knowledge. What do you think? I think that's exactly the problem with the Constitution. If you're going to have a constitutional republic, then the confines of the republic need to be um, very, they need to be specified, outright specified, 
within the constitutional document. Not much outside of it can really be inferred. And so I think that maybe this was an issue that was just baked into the cake. They probably did mean white people, uh, mostly of British descent. I just, to his point, I don't see a lot of textual evidence for that. And I don't say that dismissively. If someone has a citation they can send to me in, no, I agree with you. in yeah. founding philosophy, I'm open to take a look at it. I just, I'm not familiar with that. And I, there was a lot of disagreement and debate, say, on the issue of slavery and what the citizenship or, or prospective status of, of enslaved blacks would be. So it... If it did exist, I don't think there's a lot of evidence that it was any kind of dominating or or universal perspective either. Um, as far as how borders ought to exist in the framing of the Constitution, I think that was just left to be a matter for Congress to decide. Yeah. And maybe that was a mistake. Maybe you want that to be a, a constitutionally defined issue as opposed it to was just something a for, for Congress to deal with. But um, but yeah, thank you for clarifying this. Go as soon as Congress is compromised. Which is hard to deny we're watching anything but that at this point. Yeah. Um, and that was a question followed up on from last week. So thanks for clarifying. Because So the, the Hart-Seller Act being the Immigration Act of 1965, we were wondering why that would be unconstitutional related to last week. That question, um, I, I, I still, I understand the theory that you're operating on, but I still, I don't see the textual evidence in, say, the founding philosophy but i definitely don't see the textual citation in the constitution itself to yeah. say that that would be unconstitutional so i i still don't i'm not clear on the argument i'm not saying that's the fault of the questioner obviously i just i would have to have someone explain to me in in the terms of the constitution why that's right. why that wouldn't be constitutionally square even if it is terrible policy okay anyway his glorious radiance. As your nation squabbles over the issue of abortion, it surprises me that no one has done the obvious. If your people find it difficult to agree on what demarcates the beginning of human life, they consider this. If a man is not dead, he's alive by definition. Therefore, the mark of life is the absence of that death. The mark of death is the irreversible cessation of a heartbeat or brain activity. Therefore, the moment a fetus displays either of these two, it can be considered alive. Either case pushes the beginning of life to well within the first trimester. What do you think? Um, I mean, I think that's a that's a fair argument. Although I do believe that um, that once distinct DNA uh, is created, that and that happens upon conception, that 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 is the beginning of a life. That being said, um, in nature, most fertilized eggs fail to implant, which is why. Um, obstetricians categorize post-implantation as the beginning of a pregnancy. Uh, and I understand that too. But from my moral perspective, I think it's probably any kind of post-fertilization yeah. is the beginning of life. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said there. For me, it's coming from someone who was formerly, or at least thought he was firmly in the pro-choice camp of all of this. Just over time, I realized that I can't give you a, a, plausible distinction about what separates that distinct human DNA that you're talking about as gooey or clumpy, or even as a, as a single, a, a tiny formation of cells as it may be. Yeah. I can't give you a distinction that separates it from say my neighbor or my friend or, or anybody else. And if it's wrong to kill anybody else for the sake of convenience, I can't give you anything that separates the life in that womb from anybody else walking around. 
I know that's not yeah. maybe the most compelling. I guess it's kind of an argument coming from a negative. I can't provide the distinction. Therefore, maybe you'd like something affirmative. Like here, here is the affirmative definition that settles all of this. But, it, but we it, should err on the side of caution. Well, that's, that's the other thing, I, thing I, too. I wish yeah. people would do. I wish doctors especially would do with like birth control. Like every chick that I know has been on birth control. And um, what people what doctors are not saying about that is like this is the mechanism of this is to delay ovulation, but it's also possible that it prevents a fertilized egg from implanting. And that goes, that's basically true of every kind of birth control. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I would rather not mess around with that question because it's about as morally significant as anything else. We could say, I I just get frustrated by these arguments like, well, uh, 12 weeks, 15 weeks, that's fine. Like anything before uh, that. However, I would not say that any woman that had ever used hormonal birth control had had an innumerable number of abortions either. Oh. Um, hmm, That might be a separate, in the interest of time, we might have to leave that one because that's a separate question, I suppose. But yeah, to the to the point of the question, uh, if we can't have some sort of fundamental agreement on the value of life, we're in for a lot of serious moral conflict, and that's yeah. that's how I've arrived at this too. Every the the entire moral framework of the universe, as I understand it, rests on the idea that human life has value and purpose. If you erase that, there really is no moral framework anymore, and so I have to yeah. come down on. Um, on a, a pro-life position in general, without that human life is meaningless. It has no value. It doesn't yeah. really matter if you kill someone because who cares? There's that no value to it inherently well, this one's for you. Random NPC 23, a question for Matt. Have you gone to church yet? If not, why not just go and see if it's for you? We would all like to have you. Uh, I've certainly, I have not gone yet and I've certainly talked about it, thought about it. Um, the, the reason you probably will find unsatisfactory and that's primarily because Sundays are just, off limits for me professionally quote unquote but for doing the sunday stream i'm starting you know i'm starting like eight in the morning and i'm going all the way through with taking some breaks here and there but i don't have a huge block of time to just carve out on sundays and maybe there's um some things i've considered before there you could do bible studies on a different day or something like that i go to a saturday service so you know i'm not trying to weasel my way out of this there are other options, but primarily that's why it's just the, the timing hasn't lined up. And, you know, I got, I got a lot of stuff going on too. We got the baby in, 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 uh, in play as well. And that complicates things. And, you know, I recognize I'm making a lot of excuses point taken. I got it. But, uh, the, the interest will continue. Don't worry. I will, uh, I will carry on on this journey. Um, Oliver Cummings, how do you think America would fare as a formerly Christian, i.e. Catholic state? I would have almost no problem with immigration if we only took in the devout and exiled our heathens to crypto land. Sorry, Matt, (laughs) your your bussy will be missed. Well, why am I exiled? I'm not a godless degenerate. I just don't I just, you know, I'm I'm trying to get there. Well, I mean, the the real problem, theoretically, I guess this is fine, although I'm not super jazzed about having a fuckload of Catholic Haitians in this country. (laughs) Um, But what's this test for for devotion, for true devotion to Catholicism? Because I'm pretty sure maybe not people as dumb as Haitians, but people smarter than Haitians that are minorities will be able to fake it. Also, our country would just be filled with Mexicans and Haitians. That's weak. Nobody wants that. 
Well, I guess crypto land's going to be cool. I'm going to hang out there. <laughs> I don't know how to get around this. Well, we'll okay. leave it there. Small Town Jen says, uh, Blonde, I was curious why you seem to frequently speak of seeking joy and pleasure in life as something undesirable, most recently on Sunday, with the one word answer to the meaning of life question. I do not disagree that finding purpose in life is important, but I believe that finding joy and pleasure within this life, uh, within this gift of life that God has given us is equally important. I have read the Bible many times. While Christ lived his life with glorious purpose, I don't recall reading accounts of him finding joy in his life. As a mother of two boys, the idea of them living lives focused on finding purpose and void of seeking and finding joy and pleasure is very sad. From one Christian mother to another, I would like to know your thought process on the topic. Sure. Um, this probably is a manifestation of my own deepest failing, which is my hedonism. And when I think about seeking joy or pleasure. I'm thinking about drugs, sex, alcohol, like, you know, just vice, vice. That's finding joy and finding pleasure are think I think are different things. Now the way that I find joy and find pleasure in my life is through is through purpose. And and that's the only way I know how to do it outside of being a total degenerate hedonist, um, like I used to be. So I don't know if that answered your question. I think you're getting at it. Yeah, it sounds like what she was getting at there. And I know the question was for blonde, so I don't whatever I, I say I answered, doesn't really Jen, matter. If I fail to answer, please shoot us a follow-up email. But you got at exactly what I was thinking in my head, which is there's nothing um inherently wrong with joy or happiness necessarily. But if you have to pick between purpose and joy, which is higher on the stack of priorities? Well, um, purpose through joy, that is to say, if your purpose is joy, you're going to do a lot of short-sighted, stupid stuff in pursuit of that momentary high, whether it is literally drugs or the rush of whatever else you're looking or to pleasure. achieve. Exactly. Yeah. If you are looking for joy through purpose, which is what you just described, uh, what you just described, which means you have a higher purpose, something you are working towards a higher value and the pursuit of it does give you joy, but there's a recognition that sometimes suffering is necessary to endure in pursuit of that purpose. That's what you want. It, 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 the purpose is the highest value, not the joy. The joy is, yeah. Um, the joy is a perfectly wonderful, but secondary side effect, I suppose. That's true. That's a good way to answer it, yeah. Um, Gilgamesh. Blonde and Matt, did you see where a hospital, one Canada and Boston, both removed patients from the transplant list just because they didn't get the jab? So much for do no harm being their mantra. Yeah, I think that that and just the Hippocratic Oath have gone out out the door the last two years. I don't even think it exists in in uh, in the medical community anymore. I did see that. I saw one, but I didn't see the other. The I saw the one in Boston. I don't know about the Canada one. Is that one, the heart transplant one? Yeah, the, that's the one I father of two has yeah. a, a heart condition, needs a new heart. Won't they? They've taken him off the list because he won't get the vaccine. Now they're. Uh, I don't say this to defend them necessarily. I just say this to have as complete of an understanding of their perspective as I can. They say that um, when you have a transplant, your immune system is all but dead or you know temporarily suspended, basically. So they say that Corona infected transplant people with transplants who get Corona shortly thereafter have something like a 20 percent death rate. 
And they say that they have rules for transplant recipients like you can't be an alcoholic. You can't smoke cigarettes. I suppose, um, well, I don't know. Do we want to make those comparisons? Are those viable comparisons? Is refusing the vaccine the same thing as being an alcoholic or a cigarette smoker? Or is that way off base? Just something to consider. I, I, I don't agree with their assessment personally, but I suppose there's some kind of, I don't know, uh, consistency in their rule setting on a whole host of factors. Mm. They didn't just in this. This is one of many, one of many conditions that they set out. And I, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is what conditions are ethical, moral, acceptable, what conditions aren't. Yeah. That's a pretty tough question. I don't know, unless we think like, is it, is it wrong for them to consider alcohol or cigarettes in that? Well, transplant? no, uh, definitely not. Especially if you're getting a liver transplant. So it's just that the vaccine is something different. That 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 getting the vaccine is not the same health gesture as abstaining from alcohol or cigarettes. That's probably yeah. the argument that would be taken. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I'm I'm just processing ideas on this. I'm not taking a stance on on um, or, or trying to say that they're doing the right thing. Uh, just gut level, I don't like what they're doing, and this coming from the. Same people that will insist in every other context that healthcare is right. How dare you? Except yeah. for when they don't like you. Chris to the J says COS update. That's convention of states. Wisconsin has become the 16th state to pass article five resolution uh, with Nebraska. One vote away from being 17th as in halfway to the 34 needed South Dakota house passed their resolution 38 to 30 in a 68 or 62 to eight Republican majority. So what do you think that says about Republicans at all levels of government in general? Should we constantly be replacing Republicans? Uh, or sorry, should we be constantly replacing reps and senators and how often? So if I'm understanding what you're saying here, that actually there is a somewhat of a resistance to a convention of States among Republican state legislators which is absolutely shocking to me number one because your political philosophy is supposed to be one of small government and decentralized decision making but um number two because you're a state legislator you should be all about the state having as much autonomy as possible so what sort of corrupting influences are in these state legislatures perhaps um i i I can't believe that there's so they're halfway to a convention of states and just so people understand, this would be a meeting among the states that would allow the states to, to propose and create constitutional amendments. You don't need to go through Congress. The states can do it themselves with critical mass, that being 34. We have 17. That's kind of surprising to me. I know that there's a lot of work to pass all these bills and that doesn't just magically happen. But I would I would. I guess I'm surprised that 34 states aren't on board with this immediately, especially in the context of 34 states hating the current president and all his power grabs. This should be a no brainer. This should be happening as a legislative priority, but apparently it's not. Wonder why? I wonder what the roadblocks are. I don't know anything about this next question. In common hands with Microsoft's acquisition of blizzard Activision for 68 billion do you see this as a wider black pill as mainstream culture continues to centralize this further the continuing of idiocracy while gatekeeping the industry? 
Or does the cookie cutter pablum of the establishment lead people to seek new content? Do we need a new generation for the culture to shift? Or will we see it sooner? As stated, Reservoir Dogs or The Thing might not be your jam, but while you didn't notice a virtually all-male cast, this may be seen as a revolutionary, <laughs> uh, as revolutionary in a yeah. future movie. That's probably true. I um, I actually, oof, I don't even know about this to be able to comment on it. So the premise is one video game giant being Microsoft buys another video game giant, uh, Blizzard Activision, that develops a bunch of games. Just thinking of it, a consolidation of an entertainment industry mm-hmm. is what, the premise there is yeah i don't know that i see it as i don't know that i really see it as either i don't know that i see it as positive or negative to be honest i mean they're both they were already both so gigantic in the industry that i don't see it as say like some up-and-coming awesome new studio getting gobbled up by the big goliath that doesn't want any competition it's sort of like if walmart and costco merged you know, yeah. like, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess. So you don't I guess, think anything will really change? I don't know. I just, it, it doesn't, uh, obviously the more consolidation of influence, I, I'm not, I don't like that. I would like to have less power or I would like to have power in fewer people's hands, whether it's just stupid video game entertainment or whether it's political decisions. Right. But is this so, is this one deal so significant that it bothers me or I suppose the general trend of consolidation I find to be uh, discouraging, but I, as far as this one deal, not really. I, I would I would be just kind of neutral on it, to be honest. But I, I'm so far out of the industry, to, I I just don't pay attention to video games as much as I used to either. So maybe I'm missing something. Okay. But, um, I, I realize I didn't answer the last question either. Should we be constantly replacing reps and senators? How often? Well, that depends on if they're good or bad. But the only thing I'll say to that is your 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 state representative and your state senator is Im- immediately uh, available to you if they have any seriousness about their job at all. You can call them tomorrow and talk to them in all likelihood. And so I think the question is, should we as citizens be evaluating them more closely? Yeah. Definitely. I, I don't do a good job of doing that myself, but that's the thing. Like, it's not like rage tweeting at, um, you know, at Nancy Pelosi on Twitter or something like that. You can go you talk can to these people. Get them, yeah. You can talk to them in the flesh if you want. Mm. And it'd probably be a good thing to do. So that's, that's, I think that's more of an on us question than on them. Um, this is from McMonahan. How do you feel about trying a new system of government with benevolent AI overlords? <laughs> No more voting politicians, court or campaigning. Benevolent, not Skynet. No, I hate ah. this. Well, wait, didn't you read it? They're good robots. <laughs> no. Oh. No deal. How long does it take them for them to to go from benevolent AI to Skynet? Hmm. Well, this is an interesting question because the whole concept of not wanting centralized power in general relies on well, I suppose this isn't true. I was going to say it's a recognition that that humans are are constantly or or the humans are just are they're flawed beings. They make mistakes. There's no such thing as a perfect human being. And so you want to decentralize any human's capacity to make mistakes. And I was thinking, well, that's kind of a uniquely human thing, but it's not. I mean, even if you had a let's say you had a computer or in this case a robot that was capable of the of the correct moral and political decision Every single time it still has electronic components. It still takes power. It still has all sorts of faults, flaws. It still could be hacked, still has vulnerabilities. 
So even in that case, even in the case of theoretically unhuman, perfect overlords, I got to see the perfection demonstrated for centuries without an error before I'd be willing to even consider Absolutely such a system. Not. Yeah. Uh, I think we're good over here. Okay. That's uh, that'll do it on, on questions. Thank you guys for sending those in as a reminder contact page of the website. If you'd like to send one in yourself, Matt Christensen, media.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question uh, form. That'll do it on all of those. Let's uh, catch up with chat and we'll call it a night. I have Tippy Stream. Sure. No, Tippy Stream's you. good. So we'll just catch up on YouTube and we'll uh, call Yidris, it Yidris, here's a, a quote that I've become attached to recently. Never wrestle with the pigs. You'll only get dirty and the pigs like it. George Bernard Shaw. I would disagree. You got to get got to get in the mud sometimes. Simon maybe I maybe would have disagreed or, or I maybe would have agreed in the past, but now it's uh, in the context of our conflict. False rape accusation has to come. <laughs> that is the dirty pig I want to see. <laughs> Simon Racecheck. I turned 42 on for, 42. I don't know why I said it like that. 42 on Monday, the same day the Western Australian premier's Vax passport tyranny begins. Funny how everyone is walking around on mass today without a care about to go to the cinema for the last time, maybe ever. Oh. <sighs> I'm sorry to hear that. Well, yeah. Godspeed. Um, I, 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 I'm constantly baffled by whatever news is coming out of Australia. So, yep. Um, Enjoy the movie, I guess. Yeah, really. <laughs> Armor dog. Uh, of course, they're nuts. They were. They are Marxists. I don't remember to what this is referring. Uh, sorry, we dude. must. We talked about crazy communists earlier in the show. I must have lost the reference point. No, but yeah, those are generally synonymous. So tired. I agree. Um, Bree, the universities should have to pay back the loans if you can't get a job capable of paying them back. Mm. They got the money and provided a subpar service. Mm. <sighs> well, well I... you should know the value of your education also. Uh, so many of these people got like dumbass degrees from worthless universities. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I can't get a job. It's like, well, I think that just- I wouldn't go as far as to say the university should have to pay you back if you can't get a job because it's totally possible that you suck and it's your fault. Yeah. So I want to, you know, maintain that possibility. But I think the sort of accountability that you're talking about would happen if we stopped publicly subsidizing this so much. If the if the schools were actually market accountable. And if they, if the data of their graduates showed that they were all unemployed or you know, th- that they were getting these $100,000 degrees that produced no marketability, that people would stop going to those places and the price would, would drop or they yeah. would simply go out of business. That's uh, just pull the public dollars out of it. And I think a lot of the accountability problems you're looking for would maybe not all be fixed, but you'd be on a correction course. Yeah. Um, Ninja Kitty, blonde hates fiery Waco more than me. I hate both of you equally. Um, Biden's ask rack. Did you see the Brandon commercial yet? Bare shelves, record high inflation, atrophied economy, no band-aids, actually stopped COVID. Democrats think everything is great. Open borders, no election fraud. Uh, I haven't seen it. Was this different from the Tom Hanks one that we were talking about? Maybe there's another Surely. one. The Tom Hanks one, by the way, I was informed, played as an ad on my video that I posted today. Seriously? Supposedly. And then I was wondering, because that's by the Biden inaugural committee. uh, And I know that's not strictly taxpayer funded. That's supposed to be, I guess, donor funded. 
campaign funded, perhaps. But, you know, the money gets moved around in all sorts yeah. of ways when it comes to politicians and their public servant money versus their campaign money. And I just wondered, it's like, did a penny of of the money that the IRS and Joe Biden and all of them rob from us on a uh, an annual basis, did a penny come back to me through that yeah. through that ad, the Tom Hanks yeah. ad? Maybe a little bit of justice for me today. They only stole... <laughs> 99.9% of it instead of the full thing. Um, Let's see. Knuckle hunky buck. Base kid mask refuse nicks. Hard time. We're clearly making future strong men. That is happening. And that's something that some silver lining we can look forward to. Hmm. Big floppa. ATF email just leaked. Apparently they're planning on seizing FRT triggers very soon because the ATF considers them machine guns. Going to be a lot of boating accidents soon. Uh, is this the same thing as the, um, the binary trigger or is this different? I don't know Uh, the term FRT trigger, but if it's the same as a binary trigger, the idea on those they're they're, they make them for ARs and other platforms, but they fire on pull and release. So it's basically a double tap. The difference is. Uh, or the reason they're legal that the ATF had said they're legal prior is because the definition of machine gun or the definition of semi-auto is one round per trigger function. And because the pull is a function and the release is a function, that's not an automatic weapon. But we also know that bump stocks are not automatic weapons by any definition of the term. And they decided that they were, and they made everybody surrender those. And so I could certainly see a situation where the ATF just describe, uh, decides they don't they don't like these things anymore. They're also working on quote unquote ghost gun kits. If you want to buy an eighty percent um, Glock frame or an eighty percent AR lower, these are things that are shapes of metal or plastic that if you drill necessary holes into them, you can make them into guns. The reason they're not guns is because they're not complete, and you've always been able to make your own firearms in this country. That's always been legal. You just can't sell them. But they're going to crack down on those. They're going to say that this is a gun now. You have to have a background check to get this shape of plastic. We're headed toward ridiculous territory. Well, wow. we were already there. But these are the things they, they're cracking down on. And again, um, when was the last time? And I don't know the FRT T trigger, but if it's something like the binary trigger. What was the last time a binary trigger was used in a crime? I don't know. Maybe never <laughs> or almost never. Um, when was the last time they talk about ghost guns when they talk about ghost guns and crimes, as far as I understand, that is by and large Chicago gangs and, uh, people of, of that sort filing off the serial numbers. They're not actually manufacturing the ghost guns themselves. They're not doing that, um, that manufacture work of drilling the holes and assembling all the parts. They are just filing serials off. And no matter how much you crack down on ghost guns, you're not going to, you're not going to fix that that's just go to home depot get a file and scratch that shit off of there yeah never gonna change oh i need to reload this actually oh i have one left uh, epic bonkers oh my lanta have you seen buying a commercial for brandon ah search caught on video democrats fail after trying to steal brandon it has to go on surprise cringe for sunday let's go brandon i agree i know we have more <laughs> let me uh i haven't seen that one but i will have to uh i'll have to search it and find it must be different uh, T Jeff says Andrew from don't walk run did a breakdown of all the voter suppression laws. Oh, I would be curious. I should probably watch that. Cause I want to see what the suppression actually is. So thank you for the reference. 
Thunderstorm says completely off topic, but what are your thoughts on the supernatural? Everybody seems to have a story. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I mean, I on the supernatural is that like God or, or what is that even? Mean? Any sort I, of phenomenon. I don't have any that, like ghost stories or anything like. that. Yeah, I mean anything that's outside the bounds of like normal natural law. Anything that seems like some kind of miraculous experience or encounter. Yeah. Um, the only thing, the only experiences I can say is that I have had very hyper realistic dreams about people I've lost in my life at crucial times in my life. That's been hard to explain, but you know, dream science is very weird too. So I'm, I wouldn't be prepared to say that that's something, I don't know that that's some sort of uh, like supernatural ghost thing or something. But the thing I'll say about the supernatural, it's why I love, um, you know, the concept of Bigfoot so much. That's why there's a little Bigfoot down, but it's he's hard to see back there in the dark, but that's kind of the point. It's not that I like genuinely believe in Bigfoot or genuinely believe in ghosts, but I do believe that there are all sorts of things about the natural world that we have yet to discover things that we can't see things that we can't hear things that we can't touch, but they're there. And part of our human journey is discovering them and understanding them. So I don't know that I would say I'm a, appreciator of this or believer in the supernatural in that way. But I know that there are things that, that exist in the natural world that we as humans don't understand. So I Bigfoot to me is kind of a metaphor of, of being open-minded to things that seem surface level crazy, but quite possibly sort of exist in front of your face without you even realizing it. So it's kind of my thoughts. Um, freaking sweet taco their meat it is kosher their bread it is leaven now tell me <laughs> the cause of the world trade center seven <laughs> i forgot it's this guy I can't okay reality lobster we got a boogie will have so much like hate in their heart well, that one's too long i have to get rid of it uh in injects got a great deal no work no taxes a casino checks fireworks they didn't even have horses or technology like the wheel can you name one smart planes person? I know, but they didn't they didn't have an opportunity to rise above because they've been delegated to these realms, you know. Um Chris Hines, if you look for truth, you may find comfort in the end. If you look for comfort, you will not get either comfort or truth. Only soft soap and wishful thinking to begin and in the end despair. CS Lewis. Mm. And a big Thank donation. You. Thank you for from Gorilla, Gorilla. One, a constitutional convention would be controlled by the corrupt people at all levels of government. If it happens, we will lose this nation. Clean house before we hold one. I am not going to be niggardly. Thank you for supporting the show. And maybe you're right. Maybe all the power interests are too entrenched. Even within the states, we're talking about the prior question. Why would there? I don't understand why there would be a, a resistance to that sort of convention within state legislators. Yeah. Um, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's that, that there, there just are too many corrupt players and that you just need a reset that if you had some sort of convention that truly was, we, the people, uh, I mean, the, the trick is it's, it would be through the representation of your state, but maybe we just need a hard reset on every state's representation. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if we sent more honest, hardworking people and less career politicians to make these sorts of decisions probably get better more representative decisions but yeah uh fair point and thank you we're good 
I think, yeah, we're all set. So let me check on Tippy stream and we're good on D live. Thank you guys over there. Tippy stream. Uh, Bo Jiden. I wonder if that's the real guy. He probably would spell it that way. It's possible. The other Republican States are like New York and South Carolina during the founding, not wanting to escalate the issue. Maybe that that's an innocent interpretation of their thinking. But even that, the idea that states exercising their constitutionally delegated authority would be seen as an escalation, that's a damning indictment on the state of our country. That states taking matters into their own hands, not in some, not as a matter of some technicality or loophole, but in the way the Constitution prescribes. Yeah. That's not an escalation. That is the process. So interesting if that is the the thinking that that uh that is that explains a lot of this behavior but we will have to leave it at that for the evening thank you guys for um provoking the thoughts as always we appreciate it thanks for tuning in live uh as well and thanks to our callers and our email uh, questioners tonight too and if you're listening later on demand we appreciate you as well of course thanks for tuning in we will be back on sunday as always um we're talking about whatever happens between uh now and then i don't know what we're going to talk about but uh eh, there's never a shortage of interesting things so we will see you then have a great night appreciate it